Yep. Still being fucking tired. And we are live. What's going on, guys? I have a special guest here today. It's one of my best friends, Jacob Bynum. Jacob, why don't you go ahead and introduce you to the cast? So, I'm Jacob Bynum. I've known... How long have I known you, Chino? Like, probably three going on four years now, maybe? Four years. Roughly. A year before Andy's wedding. Or a year and a half before that. Yeah, about that time. It wasn't too long before that. Yeah, and it's very interesting, too, because uh, one of our good friends, Maurice, that's how he knew him, and then his brother, Andy, they were always telling me when I was first introducing them to the, to the other side of the family, like, hey, you know, Chino, you don't want to, that's why everybody calls me. I'm like, you don't want to talk too much shit to, to Jacob because he's going to say it back. And we just clicked. I was like, okay, that's exactly the type of people that I want. And within due course, we became very close friends. We hung out. And today's episode is really special because I've been talking to you guys a lot about BDSM, how to go from text to sex, how to power through a breakup. I did mention it in that particular episode, my power through a breakup, a little bit about Jacob's situation, but he's here today. And the reason why I f believe, I don't feel, I believe that he's the right man to talk about this discussion is because he does have a child, a beautiful baby boy, but he makes, but he's dealing with toxic baby mama drama. And this guy makes six figures a year, but it's not just a white collar job. No, it is the true hardcore gritty nitty long hours, high pressure, blue collar type of work. And he wasn't always like that. Uh, he used to make what? When you were at a Cormart, how much were you making? Shit, when I was at Cormart after uh, incentive, so hourly was fourteen fifty, if I remember right. After incentive, I did the math. It came out to be like $21, $22. But I mean, even jobs before that, you know, I worked my first job like most guys try to do. I worked at GameStop. I made seven and a quarter. Worked there for a year. Didn't get a raise. Went on to work at U-Haul. Made $9, which was a lot different. After a year, got a quarter raise. I was like, okay, I don't want to do that. Worked at O'Reilly's. Got ten fifty plus incentive on sales. And then I went to Cormart. Then I went to Nissan. And now I work where I work now. And it's funny you say that because he actually used to, to live with uh, one of our best friends, his, his best friend, Andy's dad, because he just needed to get out of his mom's house. And, and mm -hmm. you're how old right now? So I'm 25 currently. You're 25? Yep, going on 26 in March. Your highest education, whether it's a skilled trade or high school or associates? So I got like two credits away from my associates when I was pursuing nursing, so almost an associates in science. Okay. And from there, how did you transition from pretty much being a factory worker to what is it that you do specifically now? So same idea in a sense. Um, it's a little more intuitive. So I went from working as like full case selector in a warehouse to being a mechanic for Nissan, which opened a door for me to work for Ball, which they're a plant manufacturer. I'm essentially like, to put it in short, they call me a maintainer, but I'm essentially a mechanic for their machine. So if they go down, they break, they need periodic maintenance, I do it. But it's not your typical mechanic work right it's, it's something big like, industrial stuff you know hydraulics you know heavy duty equipment i mean most people could probably do it if they know how to turn wrenches but it's the matter of liking to do it and understanding it and it comes down to the factor of we don't have a lot of uh, a lot of clearances that we can adjust so we go down to like the thou so like our clearances could only have like a thou difference so it's very minuscule stuff it, it as you said, when you're working in Nissan, it makes the big difference between working on a car and then the industrial type of vehicles. What would be like an industrial type of vehicle? 
So an industrial vehicle would be like, you know, like uh, one of those big Tonka trucks, dump okay. trucks, stuff like that. Um, it's a world difference because it's like being a diesel mechanic. Like I worked on diesels, but I didn't specialize in them because you got many different parts that are not found on typical vehicles like gas trucks, gas cars, or even just working on electric parts. It's the same thing. It's world's different. And uh, I can say working on normal cars versus diesels is a massive difference. And that's why there is that big pay jump. So that's good. So, and I'm happy for, I'm happy for him to, to be able to grow in his career, but it was funny. I think it was in the beginning of July or end of June. And I want you guys to know a little bit of the backstory and I'll, I'll let him speak more on the behalf. So before he actually had his child, he was with a uh, said girlfriend or said baby mama. And before that, you know, I think it was, let's say a, how old is your son? He is a year and five or six months, I believe. So 18 months. Let's Roughly. Say, 18 months. Okay. Just to cut it short. <laughs> let's put it back two and a half years, right? He didn't know if the child was his, although he had a good indicator that it would be his. And I think it was 2020, I think it was 2021. Yes. Um, that's New Year's. And I got really trashed that New Year. So 2021, New oh, Year's yeah. Day. I remember that. I was really trashed. And I ended up throwing up that night in my own bed. And so ever since then, I've learned how <laughs> I can't get that drunk anymore. But essentially, he's with this girl at this time. And he says, hey, Chino, uh, I'm bringing out, what's her name? So we'll, we'll call her Jane. Just let's so. call her Jane, right? We'll like, her Jane. We, like, let's let's prevent any kind of slander, yeah, libel, or defamation. Let's call her Jane, right? Jane Doe. So Jane Doe. And again, all of this is in our opinion. You can't defame me if this is an opinion. It's not a statement other than what's chronologically factual. So uh, January 1st, 2021, I get super trash. He brings a girl out. And for me, every time someone comes out, I always challenge him. But he said, hey, just and it, takes, it took a lot for him to just say, hey, don't say anything about this because he's telling me about the baby mama drama. Yeah. I'm the type of asshole to tell a girl to her <laughs> face, like, why are you giving this guy such a hard time? At this time, I don't think you did or did not know that she was pregnant. So at that time I did, and, it, and it's kind of like a gray area because to, to add a little backstory to it, um, when she initially got pregnant, I was like, okay, cool, awesome. I have a kid on the way. Wasn't expecting it. It definitely caught me off guard. But then there there was some stuff she aired out where there was a night she got drunk because we used to drink a lot. That's how we first yeah, got together. That, we go out to that's seven. How, that's and why party. And we're not sponsored by Estrella Jalisco, but <laughs> some people are, that. yeah, we're going to drink beer. If there's booze, beer. But um, no, she told me like, hey, this happened this night. There is a possibility it's not yours. And, and, and that's where I kind of had to tighten down the latches and be like, okay, well, I can either one, walk away, or two, I can ride it out and at least give it a chance. And you you know my backstory. You know my biological dad. I never met him. When my mom told him she was pregnant, he walked out. Never met, seen him, talked to him. He's never seen me. So I didn't want that for my kid. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll ride it out. Well, we'll figure it out. Well, to add on that, I got her a house and stuff. Like when she was comfortable to move in together and I let her pick it out, and what it came down to is the day of move-in, she didn't want to. And I was like, we both signed And was it this house? It, it was the house before. Okay. Uh, the one I had down south. And um, she was like, no, I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable with it. And I was like, okay, well, that's frustrating. You know, because I, I got to live in my house by myself. I got to pay for it. I don't want to affect my credit. I have good credit. And so 
what continued from there is a few weeks later it was supposed to be the gender reveal or the baby shower i believe the baby shower because we knew the gender already and i was like hey where's it gonna be at what place what time and this is like a week before and i kept talking about it till like two days before and she wouldn't tell me oh i'll let you know when i come i was just like fuck this it doesn't feel like i'm involved like i feel like i'm being put on a back burner and so that's where i cut ties i was like if it is it is if it ain't it ain't and like i was just convinced in my mind at least mentally that's not my kid otherwise who would do this to this person you know it seemed like a guilty judgment on her part and it, it sucks because in the future i found out her ex-baby daddy ended up going yeah and yeah. And so this was after the first, right? That the things kind of started progressing with the gender. Or yes. the this is kind of where it all stimulated from initially. Yeah. And uh, bear in mind, Jane has two daughters that aren't his, obviously, right? This is his first child. And what's, what's your beautiful baby boy's name? Xander. Xander. Even with that, let's kind of jump a little bit. I'm in his beautiful three-bedroom, two-bath house here in uh, South Fort Worth. And he even has – the reason why he got that, right, one, not only for his son's room but daughter's room. He could have been an asshole and be like, no, the daughters can sleep in the living room. No, he actually – get. didn't you get them bunk beds or something? I did buy them a bunk bed. I assembled it myself. I uh, got him a dresser. I got him what, uh, like a rug. Like I, did, I helped design it and decorate it. Um, and it's funny because she mentioned to me, like, oh, they've never had a TV in their room. And I was like, oh, no, like I had a TV as a kid. Like, no, we're not doing that. So I got them a uh, like 40, 45-inch TV so they could watch Disney Plus and stuff. And I was just like, you know, try to spoil them, you know, give them that chance. And so this is kind of where things as – so let's say uh, January 1st, 2021, <clears throat> before his child actually came to, like, came to this earth – Every weekend, I'd always see on his Snapchat, we'd go out, have some drinks, go out, have some drinks, go out, have some drinks. And this is kind of where we finally are getting back together. And, and I said this because I said this in a couple of episodes behind. The minute that his child came to earth, all he wanted to do was just spend time with the child. Like he would work, what, 14, 16 hours at times? Oh, yeah, easily. Easily. And three bedroom, two bath house. All she has to do is keep the house clean, keep the kids in order. Make sure they're fed however you're going to feed them. He buys groceries for children that are not his as well as his own. He brought them in. And I know what it's like when you have a stepdad that raises you. I talked about this recently that my the man who raised me was my grandfather's grandmother's second husband. Oh. So he's not even my biological blood. Yeah. But all my cousins, it's funny. You look at them. We're all white. And then you look at uh, – because it's funny because with that not biological grandfather – and then my aunt, that's biological fa uh, father. But the funny thing is, is that like I just didn't know that till I was 12. Like yeah. it was something that was taboo to me. And, and so with that being said, love my Wella Pancha, uh, my grandma Frances. She treated me like her own blood and I appreciate that. But with that being said, all you have to do is you have everything to work for. You are literally a housewife. And this is something that we've kind of learned since we got back into it. We try to invite him out after his... his uh, kid's birthday or after his uh, kid was born try to invite Jacob out nah he's uh, I want to be with my son okay I respect that want to be with my son want to be with my son and then I remember seeing him a snapchat with him and the uh, I think it was your uh, first birthday party his first birthday. his uh, his yeah his first birthday yeah. party 
And I kind of got a little bit salty because I would have loved nothing more to like come with him and get him a gift or anything like that. I mean, Jacob's here, family to me. He's we we we're really close, right? If I call this guy at two o'clock in the morning, he's gonna be there. And turns out that was kind of the tipping point, and now uh, things have progressed really, really bad. Baby mama drama. But with that being said, and this is where I'm gonna let Jacob speak here. One day, I'm literally getting my, I'm literally getting my eyes, eyesight done or getting my eyes checked at the optometrist's office. And it's like 4.15, 4.30 or something like that. I think it was a, was it Monday? I think it was a Monday. It was early in the week. Is either, I, I want to say it was a Monday because most people were busy. Yeah, most people were, I think it was a Monday or a Tuesday. And I check my phone and I see this guy post and he rarely posts on, on Facebook. He says, um... Essentially, I'm going to paraphrase it, but don't quote me on it. I do everything to take care of daughters that aren't my own and provide you a house and you don't have to pay anything. Um, And then you're pretty much stating that she's going to take your son away from me. You're never going to see him again. The minute that I saw that, right, I'm just checking through Facebook while they're giving me my prescription. I give him a call at the optometrist's office. I'm like, hey, bro, you okay? And I could hear this guy. There was a cinematic pause. He says, no, man, I'm not. And I, could, I knew as a man he didn't want to break down. I'm like, I'll be there in an hour. And this was in Fort Worth. So from middle Fort Worth to south Fort Worth, it's like an hour drive. I-35 is horrible traffic. I get here, uh, brought some cigars. He kind of told me the situation. He's install- As I'm pulling up, he's installing cameras in his house that he didn't have because she, oh, yeah. she has access to your house. And Yeah, unfortunately, still has the house key. And... You can go ahead and take the piece of how after that has progressed into, so, into now. So the way it's progressed is it, 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 it's real shitty because I'm in like a rare case is like what I tell people. And people are like, it's not that rare. And I was like, I've never heard about it other than maybe once. Where you have a man willing to provide for everything, not bitch and moan about it, not do anything for himself, not hang out with his own friends or family. And, you sacrificed a lot and, on that one. It, and it's all out of spite. That's that's the worst part. It, you can tell it's out of spite. Just the way she talks and the way she's acting about it, uh, it's all out of spite because she she would preach to me when we were together, like, and get an argument. I'll never hold your son from you. What's the first thing she does? Hold my son from me. And it's all out of spite because I've never once laid my hands on her. I've never treated her, her daughters, or him, like, maliciously and have them go without but at the same time, you still let your ex-baby daddy see him, who would say vulgar things in front of the daughters, like calling their mom a bitch, or you can imagine what is being said, and they'll repeat it to her, or even beating her in front of them, which they've had a CPS case over. You'll let him see them, and he doesn't want to see them. That's the worst part. She'll just leave with him. But you're going to take a guy who wants to see them, and who's willing to work with you, too. I told her, I was like, you know, I won't give you money because I want to know where it's going. And obviously, it's hearsay. But it, whether it's diapers, wipes, clothes, toys, whatever you need, I will buy. I will bring it to you so I can see him and to make sure you get it. And this is after, like, yes. in June, after in June that one day. Yes, okay. and uh, I was like, I'll do that. And she's like, no, you know where I live. You know where I work because she got a job now. Didn't have a job our whole relationship, but does now. Um, you know where I work. You know where I live. You can leave it there. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that either. Because She's one, not doing that. I'm not going to do that because, one, I'm not seeing my kid. Mm-hmm. And that's unfair to me. Two, if it gets damaged or stolen or lost, 
that's just another thing for you to bash me for. And and it's shitty because I got a text. I would text her, so she initially blocked me on everything. I blocked her on everything, and then I unblocked her. Which is very her. counterintuitive. Just yeah. I, like, let's say just on both parts, uh, like it's very counterintuitive because then, as, as we say, the child's the most important thing. Your child yes. that you're willing to do anything, die for, and then it's like we're both blocking communication. It's like... It, it is, and that's how I looked at it. And I was like, okay, well, I want to see my kid. So I unblocked her, and I had her block maybe a day or two because I thought about it. I was like, well, I got to fight for my kid, see my kid. So I would send her one text a day, just one, so it didn't come off as like harassment or a reason for her to block me again. Um, I'd send her one text a day at about 8 o'clock every morning, whether I was off work or getting off work or off that day. And I'd say, can I see my son today? That's how I worded every single time. I'd either get no response, I'd get blocked because it would show it wasn't delivered, or I would get bashed. And she'd sit there and just bash me, and I would just say, that's not what I'm asking. Can Which I see my son emotional abuse in of itself. Oh, it is. And, yeah. and that's what really drew our relationship to an end, like, outside of, like, the cheating or, like, the assumptions. Or the infidelity, whatever. Well, it, I feel like On she, her part. Well, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, when you work a night shift job from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., you don't do anything for yourself. You provide everything for them, which I was more than willing to do. I didn't want anything in return. I enjoyed doing it. Uh, and you get told every time you go to work, hey, you're cheating on me. Oh, I hope she's worth it, like is what she would say. And you're just, after so many months, you get frustrated because you're like, I'm doing all this and I'm still getting treated like trash. And and I'll be the first to say, like, I'm guilty of enticing, like, the abuse because I look at it like this. I shared my location on my phone, on Snapchat. Yeah, I know, you're going to love this one. And uh, I shared my locations on those. I'm not supposed to technically be on my phone at work, but I would text her when I can't, which that's a given. I would send Off her... Off the record, of course. <laughs> yeah. So that's all hearsay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I would send her a picture of my specific mileage when I got to work, and then I would type it out so it was in our chat because I'd send it on Snapchat. So you couldn't say I didn't change it or you don't remember because that avoided an argument in my head. I would send her a picture on my break, of the mileage when I got off my break and then when I left work. And and that part with the mileage, that was my idea just for reassurance because I know her past, I know what she's been through. I don't want her to question anything, so I've tried to cover all my bases. And still, I get accused. It reminds me of that movie, Why Did I Get Married, where that, oh, yeah. <laughs> that woman, that wife is literally, uh, and he has a different baby mama as well in the movie, Why Did I Get Married? I think it was Michael Jai White, that particular character. Uh, she's pretty much checking like how like what's his mileage to work to the gym to the mm -hmm. store and back and I remember in this one particular scene she's like 0.6 miles off like what did you do in that 0.6 miles off and then I remember it's it's funny though because using that particular movie if you haven't seen that why did I get married to look at Michael Jai White's character and the wife that's literally what it is she's so toxic mm -hmm. she's so insecure that you're gonna cheat on her she's just she proclaiming that. that you are cheating on her. And yeah. I find this very interesting. And this is just something that I, I'm, I'm speaking to him as a single man. I don't have kids or at least kids that I know about. Um, but I find it very intriguing that you, you do all of this. You work the hours. And between all of us in the group, he's actually the blue collar worker. Like he is a blue collar worker. All of us that we met, I met him after uh, college, or if I met him during college, it was with my friends. Yeah. And 
same thing. Everybody's a blue collar worker. They have some sort of license to do something or degree. Um, and I think you just have certifications to work on certain or not even that, right? No, I just have experience. Experience, right? Hard work, experience, nitty gritty. So we never look, we've actually praised him a lot because I remember I had some problems with my car and he could tell me in probably about two minutes, yep, this is what's wrong. So if you go to the mechanic and they're going to tell you this, tell them, no, you just need this, this, and this. Yep. And I appreciate that too. So you do all of this provide for everything and i think it was parent alienation that's what they call it yeah so i actually had a lawyer tell me about that too uh how did, did did that come to fruition or did it manifest into anything you know with the way the situation is it's really hard to prove and, and it's really harder as the male that's the thing it's kind of like in texas it's a fucking oh, shit show oh dude and it, it, it is tooth and nail the whole way it is tooth and nail like i know one person that got lucky but he had more than i did like i have more in general like as uh, as a whole, but what he had is his uh, ex-wife to be and ex-baby mama to be mm-hmm. was on hard drugs, like not like marijuana or something. But like, like she's on heroin. Yeah, or crack like, or like I, some... I couldn't tell you what it was, but it was some hard. And uh, he got a lawyer, got full custody. Well, ended up making it half custody, and she pays him. Okay, and you don't hear about that often. You don't. So I, I know that for a fact. And you need something like that to win full custody. Like if you don't have that, you're your chances of getting full custody are probably one out of ten. I mean, realistically, unless you just get a good judge or certain points are made and there's a history, that's the only way. And, I mean, I, I've dug in with – like, I, I talked to – Do you have an attorney now or – I was talking to one uh, out in Dallas, and, I mean, this dude is amazing. Uh, somebody recommended me him. It's a guy who got full custody of his son, um, but his situation was kind of special too compared to mine. Are, are all our situations yeah, special? No, it's yeah. like you have to be super special. Yeah, no shit. But um, he recommended me to him, and I did research on him. He, uh, his dad was a lawyer growing up, a family attorney, and then he went into the military. He uh, ended up being a uh, JAG officer. I don't know if you know what a JAG officer is, but it's the military's uh, version the, of uh, a lawyer. Uh, attorney, yeah. Yeah. So he did that for X amount of years. I couldn't tell you, but I know it was at least double digits. Retired from that, became a family lawyer, and he's been doing it at least 20 years, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But so I was like, this guy's badass. And so I talked to him, and I was like, hey, I need you for this. And he's like, well, what county is it in? And I told him the county. He's like, dude, I don't know any judges in that county. He's like, I think you'd be better off with someone else. And I was like, maybe someone that knows that county, but I want your experience. Yeah. Because this is something like you specialize in. Like, who cares about the judge? We can't dictate that. Yeah, the judge can literally, and I say this, the judge could literally... And I'm, you're going to laugh at this, guys. This is, it, it all ties into family, right? The judge. Yep. To, to give my side comment on relationships as a whole, and this is how all my relationships moving forward. Um, you remember I was uh, sleeping with that 35-year-old I woman. Do yeah, that. Who I had do a child. I remember that. Very extensive. And I re- she fucked me up. Like It was, it was right when mm-hmm. I was at the pinnacle of my career. And then after that... You know, she cheats on me with a guy who has three kids. He's five foot five, beer bellied out, uh, you know, has thinning hair. He's like 44 with three different kids, three different baby mamas. She's 35. I I walked into that apartment room and I wasn't even mad. Like I looked at the guy that she's cheating on me with and I'm like, I'm not even pissed. I'm like, you downgraded. You went from, you went from, and I was 24 at the time. Um, So she was like 10, 11 years older than me. Um, you went from a guy 
who works at UPS and Budweiser, and this is not yeah. shitting on a factory worker, but if you're 44 hey, years old and you're too, you're making $15 <laughs> an hour and you have three different kids, three different baby mamas, oh. whatever the fuck it is, yeah. and this is in, in let's say, off the record, right? Because this bitch is probably going to look at it and try to <laughs> fuck that defame slander bullshit. He's defaming me. And... <laughs> I see this and I wasn't even pissed and I'm like, I just got my shit from her apartment and I left, right? And then she said, well, you knew that we were just friends with benefits and I'm like, that's true. I mean, the fucked up part is that we were coworkers <laughs> and she was my boss. I was her boss first, then they moved her to her being my boss. Oh, and then shit. I, you know, quid pro quo sexual harassment. I'm the one who gets the shit end of the stick and well, they fire me. Dude. Yeah. And, and it's funny because every, every person in the office, all the clinicians, majority, I think there was only like three guys, me, and I was the only male in the office, like as an admin office. Then every clinician there was like majority women. And then there's the director and he's a, he's a male, obviously, because it was a, a wife and husband that ran the clinic. And then like another clinician. Other than that, everybody was female. So I knew I got the shit under the stick, right? Nevertheless, I get fired and then all that shit stems. The, you're going to laugh at this. This is why I'm never fucking concerned. And this is, this is her problem. Her daughter is born on the same day that I'm born, July 4th. Oh, shit. You mean to tell Man. me that I have, like, after, after a while, I did fuck a couple of bitches, had a couple of one-night stands, had my fair share of threesomes. But after a while, that's after that point, better. that's how we get better. I've always, I tell, I'm I even, a firm believer of that. I even tell Maurice, and I'm like, you know, fuck a couple, he, he just broke up with his girlfriend. He knows I'm talking about this. Now I talk about this. I don't say it out of spite. She was really kind, very the most part. bratty, I'll say this. But nevertheless, I told him, fuck two, three bitches after her. You're going to forget about her because you're going to enjoy being inside another woman. That's my, that's my mom. Well, it's like my dad. Ever since I was growing up, he's like... Because you know me, I'm very attached to my relationships and hold them highly. Um, I remember in high school, like I'd get real upset, and he was like, "You know how you get over a bitch? Put another one under you." <laughs> and, and, and I mean, that's followed me for most of my life. I'm and like, and, and I'm, I'm I'm passionate about this. I really am. And so. With that being said, I lost my job, but then I got a job, the current job that I have now. I'm not going to disclose it because if somebody finds this video, yep. I'm going to be sent to human resources because the shit that I'm saying is provocative and whatever. Well, everybody's sensitive nowadays. Yes, but I appreciate they give me autonomy. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah. I appreciate they give me autonomy. So with that being said, after that, I was hurt. I was heartbroken, right? I lose my job and I lose a girl that I genuinely thought I loved. It turns out it was just the idea of loving her. So it took me a I, while I can from relate that. to that. It took me a while. And then I had my fair share of sex. And believe it or not, this is kind of the pinnacle for me. I still do, did my therapy, still got my medication right, my dosage right. I actually didn't speak to a woman for like a year and a half. And I tried doing the dating apps like Tinder and Bumble, but that's, that's gone toxic. down the hill. That's toxic, man. That's gone downhill, and I'll tell you why. Because in my, la my previous episode before this one, guys, I actually talk about the Hidden Gems Hinge and Facebook Dating. I have See, had I've so heard, much I've luck. I've heard good things about Facebook I've had dating. so much luck on Hinge and Facebook Dating, you have no fucking clue. And I'm going to tell you a little bit, but you have to watch I'll my last episode. I'll tie in on that one. And so Tinder, Bumble, fine, whatever. I'm pretty much meeting a whole bunch of single moms, which I'm not saying, I'm not shitting on single moms. I'm just saying it's like, it's not, it's toxic women. Bumble, women are horrible at mate selecting, especially oh, yeah. if they're on birth control, hormonal birth control. They're horrible at mate selecting. That's why there's so many divorces. The men need to take charge. And this is where I say this. 
So you're getting through this heartbroken. And the way I started doing this, I think it was actually in April. And I met this okay. girl. We met at a Locust Cider Brewery in Fort Worth. I meet up That's with her. Nice ladies. Yeah, I, I have, I have, I have no game. I have no game whatsoever. Be surprised. I have no Shit. game. Um, because I'm, it, we're probably the most brash people you'll ever think of. Oh, we're abrasive. We're, we're abrasive. abrasive. We're brazen. We we're straightforward. Uh, if, if a woman says, "Babe, does this make me look flat?" You, this makes you look fucking fat. I'm just gonna be honest with you. Like, and I'm so, sorry, but. And so, hinge. Once I figured out hinge. You get like seven or eight matches a day, or not matches, swipes, yeah. but you have the option to comment. Yeah. So I always comment on something, but I have to comment something in her frame. And this, I, I literally talked about this in my last episode, and I'm gonna tell you my, my go-to frame. Hey, and I always use her name. Hey, Sarah, just random thought off the top of my head. Hey, Sarah, you look as cute as a button, but I know it comes with a feisty attitude demon emoji. And I send that. Eight a day. I get eight a day. That's all I get. I'm okay. not paying for shit. Right? Because when I can actually, when I actually get to meet women, I can make shit pop off. I can escalate stuff. Mm -hmm. But I am horrible at texting. I don't understand it. Maybe it's the Asperger's. I'm the same way. <laughs> same way. So I can do that with Facebook dating as well. I okay. can comment and I say the same shit over and over again. And Facebook dating, it's free because it's tied to your Facebook account. And But they can't see your actual Facebook profile. It's just tied to it's pretty much like its own unique service. Oh. And it's funny because I wanted to tell you this. About seven or eight girls that I either matched on Hinge, mm -hmm. and let's say I matched with them, and they unfollowed me, I will see them on Facebook dating again. They're fucking recycling themselves to another thing because they can't get shit on Tinder because yeah. the guys who want them, they don't want them. They're like, yeah, this guy wants They're them. horrible Plus, mate selectors on Bumble. Hinge. Yeah, because they don't want to comment back. They're like, oh, I don't like talking first. Yes. So I've Facebook had of dating. Girls tell me that. Uh, I, I, there was a one Russian girl that I had matched with. I said something. Um, I said something to her and I said, if you, if you can't give me peace of mind, I'll have to leave you. She says, Russian men will sacrifice whatever they want to women. Then she unfollows me. Welcome, I don't give a fuck. Welcome, welcome to America. I'm like, <laughs> I will not sacrifice peace of mind over pussy anymore. And that's what a year and a half of being pretty much celibate, of not being with any woman, not even going on a date. And the way I actually developed, I'll say my game now, the first matches that I got, let's say April, because Amber was one of the girls, the, the teacher that I was telling you okay, about, yeah. the one with the implant. Yes. She actually found out my podcast. Oh, shit. So on the second date, she says, what's, what's with your podcast? And I'm like, well, what's, what about it? She says, if you ever talk to me the way you talk about women on your podcast, I will kill you. She said that word for word. This is not even oh, paraphrased. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Don't I'm not doing finger. that. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> and I'm like, Amber, have I in any way, shape, or form disrespected you, called you a bitch, a slut, a whore? Have I yelled at you? Have I defamed you or slandered you in any way? She's like, no, but if you ever do that, I'm like, so then I have a question. You've listened to an entire podcast episode and you still came on a date with me. She's like, yes, because I think you're kind behind the words that you say. I'm like, yeah, because exactly. I'm a gentleman. I open the yes. door for her. Like if I'm in the car car with her I say don't open the door I tell them do not open the door yeah. open the door for her I have her I'm she's either on I'm on my hands on her shoulder or her hands like right here next to her ass and I will 
grab a chunk of her ass while we're ordering something and let everybody know this is my ass. No motherfuckers <laughs> fucking with me. I can understand. And uh, don't get me wrong, she was really cool, but then she cut things off because I believe she got a little bit too attached, which I get because her old her roommate was actually her ex boyfriend. I didn't know that till oh, after. Oh, dude, that's fucked. Until after, like the night that I spent, it was in May, right? So April 1st to like May 1st, Cinco de Drinco. That Sunday, that first Sunday, she fucking breaks up with me um, because her ex-boyfriend, her roommate moved yeah. out. That guy was a bum and it was funny that. And then after that, believe it or not, because I was one of the girls that I actually slept with, right? I had sex with her. But the, the, the turning point for me was I actually got dates with very unattractive women. They, they, they're either obese, they had fucked up teeth. Just they, something about them was not there. Something about them wasn't there. Maybe they had really great jobs, but yeah. the problem is they weren't really attractive. And that's how it works, unfortunately. But this is what I said. Like, let's say if you're getting back into the game with me, and 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 every girl knows moving forward is they're going to be my submissive at one point. I will court them. That's perfectly fine, but they'll be my submissive. And this is where uh, I want you to touch into this. Okay. I used all these fucked up dates, yep. all these dates with unattractive women. I didn't intimately touch them. I didn't sexually touch them. I did escalate some shit. Like I, I'll say something like, I, I think your last boyfriend didn't spank you enough. Or I'll say I'm like... A playful flirtation. Or yeah, I'll sure. say I'm like, you know, if you keep talking like that, I'm going to have to remind you who's daddy tonight. Like yeah. some shit like that to escalate that. Yeah. Like some cheesy shit. Spice it up a little bit. And then, you know, after the first or second day, it'd be something small like a coffee date or maybe mm -hmm. like a drink or whatever. They'll keep texting me, and I just stop texting to them. I actually tell them, if I stop texting you, it's because I'm no longer interested. And they, just, they get the hint. They don't tr keep on trying to call me. And even with that, even while I'm going on dates with these very unattractive women, as I slowly started developing my game, I figured out how to get more attractive women and more attractive women. Like right now, I have technically, I have a girlfriend, but she's perfectly aware that if she decides to leave me, I will be inside another woman in 72 hours. She knows this. Fair enough. And so, so as you are dealing with this uh, baby mama drama, you're dealing with parent alienation. How have you progressed as a man? So, because you don't love this woman anymore, other than the fact that so, she's the mother of your so child. That's, that's something I thought about for the past week. Um, so I, I really started to dive into like questioning a lot of the relationship because uh, almost two weeks ago now, uh, I know somebody that she doesn't know I know who is a mutual friend of people she knows, and come to find out she was in a relationship before I even got this house with some other guy. And I know of the individual. I've never met him, but I know of him. You know, yeah. So this was a guy she was talking to before we got back together. And I was... And this was after the... After the summer. The New Year's. Yeah, so this... So we... So January 1st, 2021, and then... Yeah. Okay. So we separated. He was born. Found out he was my son. Well, this individual she was talking to and messing around with before he was born, so late in her pregnancy. Um, so she mentioned him, and I knew of him, and I was like, okay, well, I'm glad we're opening about stuff, you know, that we can discuss this. You know, communication's the biggest thing in a relationship, I feel like. And uh, come to find out, she was still messing around with this guy, like in a relationship. While you're living in this house. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know what it is. I'm very good at reading people, just naturally, and I just... This one girl I, just has you well, fucking... Well, I've caught... Like, we've had arguments where I've caught people in her phone, like a bunch of guys she's sexting. Now, I can't prove they've ever met, but I can tell the intention was there. And so, that actually happened on her birthday. Uh, when I found that out, that was a massive storm. And so, uh, 
but to get back on the topic about whether I loved her or not. So my dad says it best. My dad told me a quote when I was in my teens, and I've carried it ever since. I actually want to get it tattooed on me, but it was... I'm going to mess it up probably, but uh, it was, you're not in love with the idea of being in love. You're in love with the idea of being loved by someone. Oh, so, I know, I know so, what you're talking about. So my dad told me that, and it really hit home for me because I'm like, yeah, you're, you're, you're pretty right on that. Like, I love the idea of being in love, but being loved by someone genuinely, like in a relationship, you know, that is something important to me. And so when we got back together, I think I was so in my head that I wanted to convince myself I was in love with this woman, but there was so much trust and concern. Like, uh, there was so much no trust and concern with her that I convinced myself I was in love, but I don't think I really was. And, and it, it's shitty to say that because I had to question the whole relationship, like on her part and like how I felt because I wanted it to work for our family. I wanted it to not be a broken home. That, that I did want, 100%. I wanted to give it a chance. But did I love her? I'm, I'm questioning, dude. I think I was in love with the idea of being in love. And to hold that spot before you, you take the floor again, there was a, I think it was, I know it was when my dad died. So 2017, to 2018, I was with this girl, and she was really toxic, too. She would actually uh, gaslit and manipulated me, and then people want to figure out why I'm such a fucking asshole. No, you're not However, I like this. I love this girl so much. I actually co-signed her apartment and got her the job that she wanted. She was making Damn. like twelve, thirteen dollars an hour at Rough Creek Lodge mm -hmm. in Glen Rose, at with a degree. And I got her a job at the Dallas Gun Club, I think, as their event planner or some shit. Oh, so she shit. got that job on salary, then benefits. Yeah, no kidding. That's and, a good step up. Yeah, oh, great step up. And then she's like, her credit was shot, so I co-signed her. I, I thought I was going to love this, uh, be, you know, be married to this woman, whatever. Then she, I remember she breaks up with me, and I had stuff in the apartment, our apartment, my apartment. Yeah, that you paid for. And she picks me up, she breaks up with me, and then like, it's January 21st to like 25th or whatever. I was, I was in an event in in Orange County, I think it was the High Status Summit with Jason Capital. I come home, I pretty much texted her, I'm like, hey, this is my flight, just pick me up, because she was about 15 minutes away from the airport. I think she lived in Louisville. She picks me up with the guy that she's cheated on me with, mm -hmm. and her best friend. Oh, shit. And so I'm the, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. So, and everybody's sitting in the front, right, because she had, uh, she had, she had a four-door truck, four-door Ford. They're all sitting in the front, and I'm just sitting there with my bag, and I'm like, yeah, it's awkward, you quiet. You the tension with a I knife. knew the tension was there, <laughs> dude. I come home. That'd be uncomfortable. Best friend and her best friend, and I think her best friend was Jackie, and I don't know, I can't remember what the fucking guy's name is. But he looked like a shorter version of me. Oh, shit. But like a hippie, like a shorter hippie version. Like, you know what I mean? And I... I, I don't want to imagine that. Yeah, it, it, it was, it's funny. You look at him, you look at me, and be like, what the fuck? Like, like man, this, this is... fucking midget? Fuck that. Well, anyway... <laughs> Long story short, they get the dog because she had a dog. Yeah. And so they go walk it. And then, like, she put all my shit in a trash bag. I I've said, don't that. touch my stuff. I will get my stuff. You'll never hear about me again. Just pay the rest out of the lease. And then after that, you know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll never hear from you again. I understand that. We're not together no more. Yeah. And then she, she was giving me this bitchy attitude like she always does. But the one thing that she did tell me 
that I hold dear. I think she's like thirty something now at this point. She's she was like four or like five years old. And so, yeah, even the girl that I'm dating right now, she's thirty. Oh shit. And I'm twenty seven. So, the funny thing is, is that she told me something similar to what she was telling me. She said, "We're not in love with each other. We're in love with the idea." Of being together. Yeah, and that hits so much harder. And I was just like, this fucking cunt. Fuck that bitch. I'm like, I don't care. She ain't going to do that. In my opinion, she's a cunt. So going going back to that. Um, so once your dad told you that and that kind of resonated with you, how has been the progression? Like you're, you're, again, debating it this week. Yeah. So I debated all that and I'm pretty convinced like I wasn't in love with her i think i was just there to be with the family and hope there was a day we could be in love with each other which in reality turning, she, in, in reality if anybody was it would have been me and not her turning a house into a home yeah and that's essentially the most peaceful thing yeah and, that, and that's what i wanted especially for like the kids too like i didn't look at it it's just like us it's like i was taking them at their primary living situation with their dad who is an ex-pill head, which I'm convinced he still is because he goes to a clinic where they give him the same pills, essentially, to yeah. help him relapse, or not relapse, but get off of it. Um, he can't hold any jobs. He pays child support on four kids that aren't even, that he does not see whatsoever. He don't, has no intention with them. And to find out when they first had their first child together, she didn't know how old he was till the birth. He's like 34 now. She's my age, which is 25. She did not know that the whole time. Now, I don't know about you, but I know the age when we get together or what they look like. This dude is a bum. And I'm not trying to bash the guy by no means. But, I'm, but I'm the man last... can tell other men you're a fucking bum. Absolutely. And I'm if not... you tell that to a woman, she's going to be all in her face. Absolutely. And, and just because like, the stature I have or how I hold the standard doesn't mean I have room to talk. But at the end of the day is, if you're a bum, you're a bum. You're a bum. Men you know, can tell you. You know, you beat on women in front of your own kids, which is sad. You've had CPS involved over it. You had holes in all your walls at your house. Your ex pillhead still am. Used to be an ex dealer who got your kid's mother on it. I mean, and, and he has no car, no license. Borrows coworkers' cars. I mean, this dude's a bum. And 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 the worst part is, I set myself up for failure because when me and her first got together, I knew she didn't have a job. Which she had both daughters or just the one? She had both daughters. Okay. So they're uh, three and four right now. Fixing to be four and five by the end of the year. Um, she did have a son. Unfortunately, he passed away two months after birth due to health complications. She's very high risk. He was born very prematurely. And uh, she didn't have a job or her relationship, which that don't bother me. And, and now it, now that's something I really visualize is like, hey, do you have a car? Do you have a job? I'm even tempted to ask your credit score I, because she didn't have one. So the she, women she, that you're dating now? She, my my son's mother did. Oh, okay. So it's it, shitty, too, because she didn't have a car. She didn't have a license. When she was pregnant, I found out she had three grand worth of warrants, which I paid all of them. I helped her get her license. I helped her Warrants pay. for what? She doesn't have a car. So, so she didn't have a car, but she always drove. So she didn't have oh, insurance, okay. speeding. I found out later down the road she had a ticket for a PI from 2017. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And then, and, and, and I don't have a problem if you smoke weed. I have a problem if you smoke weed around kids like them right at your yeah. feet she does not care and that should have been the first red flag and i blame myself for it because when we'd hang out with her daughters like when i finally got introduced to them we'd be in her car we'd go to the park and she'd be drinking uh what are they called cayman jacks mm -hmm. in the front seat of her car and then she would pull out a metal pipe and 
heat it up and do a dab. And I'm sitting there like, I was so in love with the fact of being in love with this chick because when I, I knew for I knew of her for a few years, never talked, but I thought she was just so attractive in my eyes. And I was like, oh, I'm getting this girl. Like, I want to be with this girl. And, like, I blinded myself of judgment regarding all that. I was just like, F all that. And, and, it, and it's poetic justice because at the end of the day, like, she looks rough now. Like, whether she's gained weight or lose weight is irrelevant. Like, her body took a toll. Like, this pregnancy ruined her body. And I, I'm not going to go into detail just for privacy reasons, but uh, off camera I'll tell you because you'll get a good laugh out of it and feel bad for me, honestly. But there, there, there's some things like you can tell. And, and, and it's funny because one of her features was her breast. Mm. And she had nice, bigger-sized breasts when we were together. She had some tickle bitties. Not anymore. <laughs> some sago bitties. <laughs> And, and, and I'm not trying to trash talk. It's just, unfortunately, no. that's... In what, your opinion, of course. Yeah, and I'm not trying to trash talk. It's just that that's what happens when you have a child, you age. And it's uncanny that people know me growing up. Those are the type of girls I would date with bigger chest. And it's not something I picked. I, I, it just I, ends I, out that way. I'm I'm a titty man as well. If she has, See, if they got to have one or the other for me. It yeah. don't matter which. Yeah, I'm, I'm a titty man. And I there was one girl... Maurice knows about her and and his 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 girlfriend at the time, because mm-hmm. um, I actually we did a trip out into San Antonio and they're okay. like, oh, you're bringing out a girl. It was supposed to be a boys and girls trip, but I was at that time I was dating this one girl. Yeah. She was probably about a buck ten, buck oh five. She had oh, so literally tiny not, girl. she was tiny, tiny, dude. tiny. Um, had absolutely nothing. Very adorable, very cute, yeah, but yeah. she had absolutely nothing. She had her nipples pierced because she was always insecure about her titties. Hey, that's, that's always a win. Made her my book. submissive. You I know, like eating I, pennies. I could tell that woman jump, she'll say how high, um, but the oh, thing shit. is, when I was going through my... So, essentially, I think I broke up with her like October or November. I think it was 29... When did I get my diagnosis? I think it was 20, 2020. COVID happened... 2020. 2020. Okay. So that October 2019, I was dating her for like nine months. Never official, boyfriend, girlfriend, nothing. I was just casually seeing her and stuff like that. Yeah. She was very committed to me. And I pretty much told her one day we're in the car ride. I'm like, hey, turns out my ADHD testing is actually going to be a differential against bipolar disorder. And her response was, where are we going to go eat tonight? Oh, dude, that, that would bug me. That response, that me. I knew she was not ready to deal with all the medication changes, all well, the therapy, not, all not the even, ups and downs. Not even that. It's just it shows there's no, like, care. And I and I don't believe, like, because she did care. Cause but not she in that broke, aspect, she did. Yeah. She did care because when I, because she asked me, and then she's, she's just horrible with timing. I swear to God, with women. Yeah, I even are. got her a job. I took her from working at a pizza shop somewhere on University Drive to some copywriting or marketing job in Irving. Like she oh, actually shit. got a job, and this I think this this broad had like a four GPA, an English degree, and a minor in marketing. Yeah. Like she was smart from yeah. TCU. Book smart. She was book smart as fuck, but her resume was fucking trash. Every girl Jeez. that I meet, I will try to help them in their career because if you're gonna be with me, I need you to do that. Until you become the Absolutely. mother of my child, let's grind together. No, I I am a firm believer that. And so after that, you know, she asked me at fucking Panera, what are we? And I'm like, fuck. I'm like, you're really having this conversation right now? That's an open question. So I'm like, all right, so (laughs) let's get our food. I took, I left my food in the car, dropped her off at the house. She's like, why are you making this such a big deal? I'm like, we just left Panera. I'm like, you asked me, what are we? Yeah. And I'm like, 
I'm just casually seeing and fucking you. That's it. I mean, you're the only woman that I'm seeing. I know we, yeah, we, like we did respectfully. A, yeah, we did a trip out in Dallas. We did a trip out to San Antonio. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you're ready for the shit that I have to deal with moving forward. She's like, what do you mean? Her dad and mom are going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Their brother doesn't know about There's it. There's just a lot going tech. on in general. She broke down to me and she didn't speak to me for 30 minutes. She's just crying and hugging me oh, and holding shit. me. And I'm like, tell me something. She's just fucking making me nervous. Um, Another thing was with that, I was like, well, when I told you I was going to get a bipolar testing, you asked me where I was going to eat. She's like, well, I didn't know what you want me to say. Say anything other than where are we going to go eat? You're not ready for this real yeah, world shit. Now she's, I think she's engaged or about to be married. And this guy's some, I'm a, I'll be honest. I saw fat fuck. Oh, I'm God. talking about like 300 pound fat fuck. Like, like I was like, <laughs> and then she, I saw she gained weight too. She's, she gained a lot of weight. Oh shit. Hanging out with him. Yeah, and it's funny. To it's funny too, and I think it's very important. The, one of the things that I knew was also going to be a big problem was that she was on birth control. And the last submissive that I was with, she was also on birth control. She was on the IUD. And the woman that I was having an affair with, my uh, boss at the time, she was on birth control. Women on birth control actually make very massively different mating choices if they're not on it. And so, like, with my current girlfriend, she's on birth control. I told you the situation. Yep. She was, like, bust inside me. I'm like, hold the fuck up. We've You're been like, each other for a, a for a year. I mean, for not a year. We've been each other for a month. And you're telling me you're on birth control to bust inside you? Absolutely the fuck not. Well, this is the first time I'm hearing it. Yeah, no shit. You're like, that's questionable. That's questionable, right? Because you never fucking told me that. She's, And so, um, you know, pulled out, you know, interrupt this coitus. I think that's what it's fucking called. Uh, but it's funny because... The women that I've dated who are not on birth control, I've actually had them more in love with me than the women. Yeah, because their hormones aren't as well. They're not out of whack. And so, going back to that, you're in love with the idea of being in love with this woman. uh How has that changed? And obviously, you know, you're a single man. You can do whatever you want. You make six figures. What has been your game moving forward? What is? What are the type of qualities you're looking for? So that's a great question. And and. Just to touch back on this just a little bit. It like I said, I set myself up for failure with the person she is, like off the bat, like you should know, like, hey, this is a red flag. You know, there was a lot of red flags. You know, this person doesn't have a job, she has all these kids, she's dealing with this toxic ex baby daddy. She should have been recreational. In my opinion, she should have been recreational. Well, it's it oh absolutely. And, And and it's shitty because the money's not an issue. Like the money isn't a problem. But I spent all this time, all this money, all these emotions, and I set her up essentially for the next guy. Because if I <laughs> be, think about it, though, because I got her her warrants paid, which was over three grand. I got her a title to her car that she borrowed money for from a family member. I think you said that's half a paycheck. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's and, funny though. The way you say, "Oh, that's half a paycheck." That's fine. Yeah, okay. I ain't worried about it. Uh, I got, her, I got her title for her car. She borrowed money to help get it from somebody in her family. Paid her warrants. I got her a license. I did all her deferred on her stuff myself. Paid her insurance. Paid her phone bill. Got her a new phone because it broke. I set her up for the next guy. I took somebody, and, and I'm not trying to bash on people that are in this situation who were trying. She was not trying. I, I took somebody who was ground level and tried to elevate them to my level. And so they could make something of themselves and be proud to do what they do, whether they work or not. I didn't care if she didn't work. That wasn't the problem. The money wasn't a problem. I had no problem doing it. But it's sad, like like you said, with like uh, the interest, like with the ex. We would go see her friends and family all the time. I bring it up, and it's an issue. 
She never would say, hey, why don't we hang out with your friends? Hey, why don't we go see your family? Never. I brought it up once. Oh, no, well, I want to go hang out with and my dad. In my opinion, in my opinion, no, unless it's a fact, is we're actually the most... We're actually the most inviting people that you'll ever meet. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and you don't have to expect drama at the end of the day. And I think you told me that. No, we'll give the shirts off our back for anybody. Yeah. You know, if we consider you close and like family, we'll do shit. And, and you know me. Like, I love doing for people, dude. Yeah. Like, we'll, like, I could not know a group of people, but we just start talking to them and I'll buy them a round of drinks. Yeah. You know, I'm just friendly. I'm social. I'm a social person. I could be a great salesman. Yeah, and it's funny. No, it's funny too. Is because the, people call us the assholes of the group, but it's like if you give us respect, we're gonna give respect back. But if oh, you yeah. press us, oh shit, game over. I'm like, we'll fuck your shit up. Oh, dude, if you knew me back in like high school, man, you talk about asshole. Yeah, man. Hey, you know, I'm glad. Thing? I'm glad I'm not that person no more. But I wish there was still a. It's still in there. You're dormant, there. right? Unless oh, dude. A, unless it's a perfect situation. Oh, you know it's for. dormant, dude. But <laughs> it's funny because you guys would never believe this. I was a shy kid in high school. I was in middle school. I was a shy kid in high school. I had no fucking game. I had acne. I had oily skin. I was bald. I didn't even fucking have hair. Um, I had fucking dandruff like Didn't a motherfucker. Yep. I even I had to deal with the athlete's crotch. Oh, dude, I know you there, uh, man. I like ringworm in my middle of my thighs and Ooh. shit like that. That's I was brutal. hairy and all that shit. So like, I was just I had natural body odor, mm -hmm. big ass fucking ears. I and it's funny that, because dude. only after like once I left that hometown, I remember. I and it was it was this one girl. Her name's Alex. I'll put I'll, I'll put that I'll put that name, Alex. Okay. Alex tore my fucking heart. And the way she tore my heart was she was my best friend from like freshman year to like junior junior year. Mm -hmm. Freshman year, she gets married with a guy who's uh, a senior and he's 18. I think she's 14 or 15 or yeah. some shit like that. We're born in the same year. I think her birthday is later in July. I can't remember. Um and then she marries this guy. This guy literally finds like a knockoff version of what Alex looks like. Oh, shit. And, you know, she has to go through a divorce. And uh, one of the things, and I'll, I'll say this, and I don't want to touch too much on it. She told me about uh, uh, an SA situation that mm -hmm. happened to her when she was younger. Yeah. And I had to live with that because she never told her dad about that. Oh, shit. Um, and so it was really hard just how the hell do you not know what's going on with your kids, mm -hmm. right? Like, how is your daughter so ashamed that she can't up to that? If, if anybody fucked with my kids, you know, try to do an SA situation, I'll fucking kill them. I will kick your chest through your back, <laughs> motherfucker. I will, and, I, and I say this <laughs> legally, right? So with that being said, then she ends up being with – she always had a multiple boyfriends. And yeah. I remember junior year, I remember she was with this guy. And it was funny. I think it was my cousin. Oh, if I'm shit. not mistaken. <laughs> And he actually lived down the block from me, like on the same oh, royale. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember one day I see her, she had bruises on her arms and oh, she had shit. like bruises somewhere. I remember seeing bruises and I'm like, you have to pick him or me. I'm like, if you want to be my friend, I can't do anything. And it bothers me. She picks me, she breaks up with him and then we get together, went to prom. She, I... Man, at least you went to prom. I didn't want to go. I hated everybody. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, had to go home by 12. They even got like a fucking, uh, they even, I remember that junior prom, they got like a, a motel room and, you know, everybody's fucking you, you sucking or whatever. And this woman, man, I'm like, she really did a number on me because I would have given her the world, right? I even got her into the university. 
Oh, I even got her into university, right? I went yeah. to university. We're gonna go to the same university. She would have been my high, she would have been my high school sweetheart, right? Yeah. Love of my life. Tell that's me fine. My, that's cool. Tell me my ex-wife were. But, and, and oh yeah, you were married too, and yeah, you have to you yeah. have to make sure that you you mention yeah, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second because so, I got a good thing for that. So with that being said, I only had eyes for her, and the reason why it didn't work out was because she lied to me. Essentially, we're, we're laying on this bed, and she's saying, I'm not going to go to this party. I'm not going to go to this party. I'm not going to go to this party. And then I get a text on her phone, right? And uh, the girl's name is Olivia, and she says, when do I pick you up for the party? Uh-huh. I just broke down crying on the oh, fucking shit. room. And then her dad walks in from, from work, and the mom, he's like, why are you crying? I'm like, oh, you know, something happened with, with my grandmother. Um, just wanted to express what's going on with me. I fucking lied to this guy. And then after that, I knew she went to the party. Mm-hmm. I knew she went over to that DJ's house. Yep. And then all the people that were there, they said that she walked into the room and she never came out. Oh, fuck. And I could never figure out if she was telling the truth. So that's my thing. I'm like, I don't care if a bitch... Actually, right now, with the women that I date, and I want you to get back to you, you talking about you having a wife, because I don't think we even mentioned that. No, but we will. <laughs> I The way I set my frame up with any woman that I date is... I have love for a woman, but it would be really hard for me to fall in love with a woman because I'm not saying that I don't care for any woman that I'm with. My thing is, is that I've been burnt so much is that she has to do a lot more now because of what other women have done to me. This is not to say I'm not respectful. This is not to say I don't pick up the bills. It's not to say I'm not a gentleman, but I have a lot of standards now, especially them becoming my submissive. The more submissive they are to me, the more attraction that I build to them. But the thing is, is that, and I think this is very important so you can talk about the fact that you were married. I cannot make a woman stay with me. Every decision, in terms, everybody says it's 50-50. No, when it comes to decision, it has to be unanimous. Yeah. Zero or 100. There is no 50-50. There is no 75-25. It's either it's zero or 100. Absolute or it's absolute it's not. It, there's no silver line. It's yes or no. Yep. Be autistic a little bit, right? <laughs> Hold up. So let's say this woman breaks up with me and I'm begging her to come back. I'm literally trying to coerce this woman and I'm losing more respect the more I'm begging. Fuck that. If she says, I don't want to be with you anymore, okay, cool. Well, it's not even that. It's just respect for yourself. Thank you. You know, that that is just the factual thing about it. And, and I'll be the first to say, you know, I'm guilty of doing that at some point in my life. And, you know, that that's just human nature when you care, dude. But you got to have respect for yourself. And uh, the segue off of that a little bit. So, yeah, yeah you, you know about my ex-wife a little bit. And, and here's the thing is, like, being more mature now and looking back on our relationship, I can forgive her now. My, she cheated on you or cheated on her? Or? So, so, so I didn't cheat on her. I had plenty of opportunity to, but I was young. I was very in love. Like, I love this woman. And, and she yeah, was Alex, very, Alex, she, she was tall. And, like, I'll be honest, that was the first tall girl I dated because she was like 6'3. I'm 5'8. The current girl that I'm dating, she's six foot. Dude, I love yeah. tall women. It's the, it's the long legs for me. You know, man. You know, you know it's not even that. I mean, That's what it is for me. She was a collegiate wrestler as well. So she's oh, a, shit. She's not a. Fat woman. No, but she's she is home. big. Like you look at her, she's like this girl has You're shoulders like, that bitch like will mine. Kill me. <laughs> yeah, and she uh, makes me look small. <laughs> yeah, you look at her, she's like I gave her a pair I'd of my shorts. I'm an I'm an extra large. I get her yeah. hips are so wide. She made my fucking shorts look tight, and I wear an extra ain't large. Wrong with that, homie. And I'm like I'm fine with that. You're like hell yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's 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 funny. I didn't know, I didn't know that she was tall. She was six two, six three. Uh, okay. Yeah, and I mean. 
I never dated someone taller than me to that point. I ha- she she was used to dating shorter guys, uh, so it wasn't new to her. It was just you know you got to deal with the shit talk because we got together my sophomore year of high school towards the mid later end of it, and we were together till I was right before twenty one because I couldn't drink yet. So we were together about five six years, married two of them, two and a half, and uh, being more mature now, like I can forgive. She cheated on you? Or yeah, so, unfortunately, similar situation. And, and, and I can compare my ex-baby mom with her a little bit, but it's a little more justified with my ex-wife because we were in high school. You know, you're not going to have the best job. You're not going to have the best credit. You're, you may not even have a car, which she didn't have those things. She did have a job, and I helped her with it, and I wanted to help her get a car, but it's a different standard then. Um, but she, so the way we ended was there was a here and there times where I'd catch her flirting on the phone cry about it, we talk to each other, we work it out, and go from there. You know, I wouldn't hold it to her because... Were y'all living together or...? Uh, halfway through the relationship, yes. We okay. were living with her dad. And uh, I wouldn't hold it to her because at the end of the day, if you're going to be with somebody and continue to date them over something like that, you need to drop it. You need to pretend it didn't happen. Like, have that concern a little bit so to protect yourself, but don't let it eat you away from that relationship. Now, if that shit comes up, you fucking run. You take it and run, and you're like, okay, cool, walls up. And so that's where I... You know, being so in love and young at that time, I failed because it happened maybe two, three times tops. And what was the driving factor is I'm good at reading people even at a young age. Me and my dad are very similar in that aspect. We didn't sleep with each other for three to four months. Something just in my gut was telling me something's different. I'm with this person you every mean day. You don't have the lust for the woman? No, I know. I had the lust for her. I wanted to sleep with her, but there was just something in my gut telling me, hey, Like a sixth sense. Something's off. Like, and when I get that gut feeling, it's not right 100% of the time because that'd be absurd, but majority of the time it's been right. And there was just a feeling, like I could tell something was off. And when you're around somebody that much and been around each other so much, you know you when, can pick up. you know when something's off. I mean, it's obvious. It's almost blatantly obvious. Not to the normal person, no. But something was off and I was like, something doesn't seem right. Well, she was like, hey, I'm going to go with my best friend. We're going to go visit. I, th- I believe she said they were going to go visit some of her best friend's family, which I knew her best friend. Very sweet girl. Never had a problem with her. Well, her best friend posted on Snapchat that day. She was at this place. And I was like, that's not where she mentioned. Mm. So I messaged her. I was like, hey, have you heard from my wife? She's like, I haven't spoken to her in a couple weeks. I said, oh. So I called her a couple times, went to voicemail. She calls me back. I was like, hey, what the? like I was irritated at this point because I was concerned i was like hey what the fuck's going on like what are you doing because you're lying to me she's like well i'm out in this town south two hours away i won't say what town uh but two hours down south i'm with my ex-boyfriend from when i was 14 that my dad had a restraining order on and his fiance and they had two kids together so she was there like hooking up with her, for, her boyfriend with her, from when they were 14. Yeah, and the fiancé knew about it. She didn't give a shit. Uh, that's, that's the astonishing part. Like, this is like, not speaking on my ex-wife, but speaking on those people. Fucking white trash, dude. Like, that's shitty. And and you can be in that kind of relationship all you want. I mean, if it's you're just a colleague, that's fine. It's I, just trashy looking. Like, from that aspect with kids and stuff involved. Like, I understand being single. <clears> that's a little different. But and, when you got the kids in play, it's weird. And I'll, I'll say this so you can get back to that point. Every woman that I date, I am not Polly. I am not a fucking cuck. I am not a cuck. No. I am the only person that will be inside them. Or someone can watch though. <laughs> yeah, they can watch. That's fine. And and it's funny too because majority of the women that I so I didn't know what pansexual was until this year. I'm still trying to figure it out. Pansexual means you if you're you like frying pans. <laughs> 
Pansexual, and it was actually Caitlyn. I didn't know that until after she had broke things off with me. I didn't know that. That means okay. you can be straight, you can be gay, you can be bi, you can be trans. So, I don't care. So you're attracted to whoever, whatever, no matter what their gender Whatever it is. is. My my sister made this joke. She oh. says, she'll fuck the dog if she wants to, right? I well, thought that was really fucking well, hilarious. Well, essentially, that's what you're implying. And so... And don't get me wrong. You look at her. She doesn't scream LGBTQIA. She looks relative. She looks like a teacher. Like she looks normal. Stereotypical. Yeah. Which, but then I dated a, a. I never been inside her. Never had sex with her. Never slept with her. But I dated a girl, and you could tell she had LGBTQIA all over fucking. Written on you know, her fucking forehead. Written like her colored hair and you know very hipster like and liberal. She, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, she said something that turned me off. She said, I don't care about my body count. I said, fuck, this woman doesn't value herself. And I value her more the fact that I don't uh, even want to uh, sleep with her. I wish I knew mine. <clears throat> so I know you, you fucking man whore. So with This that, was in my younger days. Don't hold that to me now. Yeah, this that was, was in your younger days. This was before my ex-wife and a little bit after. And so with that being said, uh, holding on that point, it, it's very funny because I am not a cuckold. Uh, in my new book, Searching Things Up, I talk about yeah. the 25 different archetypes yeah. of stuff like that. You have a dominant, you have a submissive, and if you go down to like 10, it's called the brat. A, a submissive that acts out to get their dominant's attention. And I've always said this, and you can get back to this. If a woman acts out and she's doing stupid, provocative, promiscuous shit, she's, she's actually following that particular type of archetype. She's like, she wants your dominant as a dominant or, or daddy or poppy or master. She wants you to punish her in a consensual, kinky way. Believe it or not. And I've learned this. I've, I had. So... Uh, uh, oh, I forgot. Her other name <laughs> is Alex. So, so, so when I co-signed the lease to Alex, it's another Alex, right? I'm going to use Alex. Um, she was a brat. Okay. And the funny thing is I brought her into my world, but where I lost a lot of that relationship was because I started pushing back my boundaries. And I've learned this. My boundaries are absolute. I no longer push back my boundaries to any woman. And it was funny because Maurice gave me shit earlier. He says, what, is, is your girlfriend, does she have your balls by the chain? I said, fuck no. She was, she oh, was in one, Oklahoma for a quince last night, and I'm here at home. You know, as long as I was in and, like, I smashed her on Friday, yeah. right? She left uh, Saturday morning. I told her, you're making me coffee and breakfast in the morning. She woke up a little bit late. She says, I got to go. I'm like, well, you're making fucking coffee. And I slapped the shit out of her ass. Like, Damn. and I'm like, go make coffee, please. She made fucking coffee and then yeah. she left and it was funny uh, because that's – those are those things is that if any woman that – I make them submissive. Yeah. And even if they're bratty, I remind them. Like I will grab a woman by the throat at a bar in a very like nice – Not like, that aggressive man. No, I'll, like, I'll tell her like come here and I'll grab her by the throat. Like, I'm like you better fucking behave. Yeah, it's like a playful – Yeah. Assertive. And then they're, they're, they're like they wet their panties and then you know they go on about Damn. their day and then they finally fucking behave. But that's just me. So going back to – you catch this woman. Yeah, so so she was with the ex-boyfriend before me and his fiance. Hold on real quick. All right, give it a second. Is it on? All right, guys, thank you very much for the wait. Just had a little bit of an intermission there. The last thing that we were talking about was your ex-wife. You caught her doing X, Y, Z, and then... So, yeah, I caught her, or, well, I called her, and she told me, hey, I'm with... My ex-boyfriend, his fiance, their two kids, and I'm pregnant. Yeah, go ahead. Well, keep in mind, I didn't, I didn't sleep with her for three to four months, so that wasn't a concern in my head. I was like, that's obviously not my kid. So I was on the phone, and she's like, I was calm about it, which shocked me even in the moment. And she's like, what, you're not 
mad. I'm like, nah, I'm not mad. Got rid of all her shit that I paid for. At least I didn't touch her stuff. But um, I called Ruben that very moment. Had my stuff moved out that night. That's when I moved in with his dad. And uh, he came, got all that stuff. But what I was getting at with the maturity aspect is I, I got to thinking about it the past few months. And, and I forgive her because at the end of the day, we were just two different people at a young age. Like, she is more comfortable in, like, a poly relationship because that's what she's in right now with her with that boyfriend that she ended up getting the baby daddy yeah so they're in a poly relationship they can see sleep with whoever which to each their own you know that's her about it that's her business not mine i'm not that kind of person personally i it's mine is mine and vice versa and uh it 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 really shocked me because at our last uh appointment for like our divorce our court hearing uh and you didn't have a child with her no 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 so because there had to be a paternity test and everything uh, because we were married. So um, I showed up there. I told her, you know, hey, you got to be there. And I didn't see her when I walked in, so I didn't expect her to be there. And I sat, like, second to last row. I was just sitting there. They called up our names. So I go up there to the judge. Little did I know she was sitting behind me. So I walked up there. She stood next to me. I was like, holy shit. And, like, she looks different physically now and everything. Um, but it was so surreal because, like, for some reason, like, my just – my heart started racing. I don't know why. It was just, it threw me off. I'm like, why am I acting like this? And so we talked and then we stepped out of the room. We stepped into the lobby outside and we talked for like an hour and a half, like just cutting the shit. Once everything. Yeah. Just cutting the shit. Cause this took a long time because COVID just came into play too. And, uh, we were cutting 2020. Yeah. We were cutting it. Yeah. It took a long time dude. Cause I had to wait for the child to be born and X, Y, Z. Like it really drug on and that's not her fault. But, um, yeah, we sat there and cut the shit for like an hour, hour and a half. And it was so surreal because we were talking like we were friends again, like back in high school before we got together. And so I can really forgive her because at the end of the day, we were both young. I wanted something. She didn't necessarily know what she wanted because like she didn't want kids originally and then she wanted kids. I didn't want kids, period. Does she have kids now that you know? Yes, so okay. she has two now. She has, a, I believe, a son and a daughter. Daughter was first, son after, and then his two kids. Um so they're all his, but, um, we just weren't, we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, we were young, we were in love with each other, but she wanted something. I wanted another, it is completely understandable. I can forgive that. You know, we were young, but it's crazy because like, I can't say I didn't love her at all during that relationship. I absolutely did. And it's crazy to think about it now is like, if you gave me the opportunity to date her again, I probably would. And, and that's weird for me to say now that I'm older, because like, physicality wise like I love how tall she is I think she just there's just some better face that I like but just the way we click like we click on so much like but but the problem is, is like my standard now is so high like looks aside after being married divorced yeah so my standards having a baby mama yeah the now ex, you're dealing with my recent ex is what really drew my standards and cause I sat back and I'm like what am I doing wrong here like cause I know it's not me Cause like I'm doing all this stuff and it, and it could be as me. a man. So it could be me in that aspect because like I'm too giving, like I'm too willing to be like, okay, yeah, you're right. You know, just, just agree to the argument and say, Hey, you know, I was wrong just to end the argument and agree and bring tensions down. I'm quick to do that. I'm quick to take care of anything and everything for this person. You know, if they need money, I send it, you know, it's like my ex baby mama. I sent her over $3,000 on cash app. I got screenshots of that. That's embarrassing, dude. Uh, But I was like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm a firm believer of 
whatever past bad relationship I have, I'm not going to hold to the next person because that's not and the same person. And I think that's person. important because people say, oh, nope. they come with baggage. And that's what she did issues. with me because her ex, who was a massive narcissist, which she's a hypocrite because she's a massive narcissist, which it's plain as fucking day now. But my standards have get, gone so high to the aspect of maybe not on a physical standpoint, but I got to enjoy looking at you. Like, I got to, you know, say, hey, I could look at this person every day and be happy. You know, so looks are still a factor. Not the top factor, though. Top factor comes down to, do you have a car? Do you have a license? Do you have a record history? You're not doing more. You're not paying another yeah, 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 again. No yeah, yeah, yeah. No shit. No shit. I'm not paying for another fucking car. Uh, <laughs> a fucking car license. But do you have warrants? Do you have a license? Do you have a car? I don't care if you have your own place. I can understand that. Yeah. The price of living is ridiculous mm-hmm. nowadays, man. Like, it's almost unfair. You know, what... Especially on the, even just fifteen oh, yeah. dollars an hour south. Oh, like dude, wage. fifteen dollars used to be great. Yeah, and now it's just like you get pissed on, and it's like it, this isn't another factor, but it's something to keep in mind is like credit score. Like it doesn't say anything about the person. You can have shit credit score, be a great person, be well off. You just don't have the bill. But it's still another factor. It's like the person like I would love to date right now. They got a good job. They 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 have drive. They're motivated. Ambition. Yeah, they have ambition. And that's something, like, a lot of my exes didn't have. They were like, okay, this is where I'm at. I want to do better, but there's no goal. There's no ambition. There's no drive. Like, when I was with my ex-baby mama, I worked at Nissan, and it was a comfortable job. I mean, I, I worked – I had to argue hard for my money. I got paid more than most guys in my position, and they got mad about it. But I argued it and worked hard for it. And uh, even then, like, I was comfortable. It was easy. It was consistent. And I was like, well, I got to do more, you know, I don't have just, not just for your family, but for yourself. Well, yeah, I always put my family first. Like I told her when we were together, I'll live under a fucking bridge. If y'all live in this house, you know, as long as y'all are taken care of, I don't care. It's kind of like, you know, I didn't see my friends. I didn't see you or Ruben or nothing. I I didn't see y'all ever. When your child came to this world, I never saw y'all until after the fact. Yeah. Not once. Not once. I saw Ruben one time and that was it. And, and it was at your son's birthday, yeah, yes. very briefly too, very briefly, and it, and you could tell there was tension there because like her family is so judgmental for the most part. Now I will not. Speak. Didn't you say that that like after he left and ended up in a shit show? Yeah, it was, but it's like I'll never speak bad about her stepmom and stepdad. Great people, not the best past, but they're they're doing what they can and doing for the family. I give them all the props in the world. The rest of her family, garbage. Cannot say one good thing about any of them because they're they're all either bums or punks, and I can't do that. It's like her oldest sister. Like I didn't have a problem doing it, but she'd ask me for money, be like, "Hey, I'm short on my electric bill. I'll pay you back. Can you, you know, send me 120 dollars? That's no problem. I got you. Cash after two. When you hit that point of, of comfort, well, like financially, she got comfortable yeah. with it too. Though, yeah. like it became a regular thing for like a couple times. But what really rubbed me the wrong way is. Her son's birthday, her oldest son's birthday party was coming up at, like, they had it at Logan's, the restaurant, and uh, bought all the food, all these kids were there, and I'm sitting there, like, you just asked me for money. I was like, what money, what, where are you using this money for this party? That's what I'm saying, and that's what I told my son's mom, I'm like, this is bullshit. And, and her family is so drama-filled, like, it's so toxic, dude, like, her You don't have peace of mind. No, dude, like, everybody's in your business, everybody's trying to start a fight. It's, it was like her uh, like her oldest brother wanted to fight me. Her younger brother wanted to kill me. Her youngest sister hated my guts. The only person that honestly liked me, and I'm not trying to trash talk her by no means. She was a good person, just not 
a perfect person is the nice way of putting it. Her oldest sister. Not perfect. Not the perfect person in the world, but she she was the better off out of all her siblings. Besides her oldest, oldest brother that's gay. He's got a degree and everything. He's a good guy. I don't know him that well, though. I won't speak bad on him either. But it's like her, like her mom, her dude, her mom. I can't stand that woman. That woman hates my guts. And and I I probably told you the story about that encounter. But, yeah, yeah. But you, uh, I, I know you don't have to go. You don't. Have yeah, to go I'm not going to discuss you know, no, that. It's, it's fine. No, that's that, yeah. that was off the record. But yeah, that that's kind of one of the things record. that I tell all these, any woman that I date, even the woman that I'm dating now, is I can get pussy anywhere. I can go to a bar, mm -hmm. be charismatic to a woman. Shit, I, I I'll fuck her in the back of my truck. Yeah. That's clear as day. I don't have a tent. And I'll do that, right? Put a condom on, yeah. get in, get out. Or get in, get off, get out. Um, but I'll never see that. Because I, every woman that I date, I put them in three categories. There are women that I date, there are women that I have sex with, and there are women that I sleep with. If I sleep with you and I wake up next to you, what, I'll fuck a woman at her apartment and she'll be like, are you spending the night? I'm like, nah, I can't. I have to let my dog out. My fucking dog. My dog is, or I, no, no, I'll tell him. Like, I have my dog and I'm like, he's been at the house at Yeah, I got hours. Charlie. I got Charlie. That's my dog. They're like, oh, okay. Because that's not a woman that I want to sleep with. I think for me, and I say this, people say love languages and all that shit. Mine is words of affirmation, quality, time, and physical touch. Uh -huh. I don't need gifts. If you give me a gift, I'm okay, fine. Whatever. You're open to it. I don't even know what the fucking the other one is because um, I know it's five of them. So I gave you three. Uh, quality, time, physical touch, words of affirmation. And I say this, and I want you to speak the rest of your pieces. The women that you're looking for now, once I finish what I have to say. The reason why men go to strip clubs is for three reasons. Quality time, mm -hmm. physical touch, and words of affirmation. I can tell you the I can, last... I can agree on that. I can tell you the last time that I got complimented, actually complimented, and that was when I was in college. I went to McMurray University. I played some college football there for a minute. And I went to the registrar's office, and it was this black lady. I think she, no, white lady. I think she was from Georgia. She had the old South accent. Oh, yeah. That's real, one of the most beautiful. Real Southern. She was like, oh, darling. I'm like, can, I, I go to the oh, registrar's office, and I asked her, excuse me, miss, can you check to see if all my transcripts transferred over here? She's like, oh, darling, can you say that again? I'm like, can you check your computer to see if my transcripts transferred over. And with me as a Mexican, either I'm drunk or if I start saying ours, it really comes <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, it comes out. Like if I say like fucker or motherfucker, they're like, oh shit, that guy's fucking very Mexican. very enunciated. Very enunciated. And so she's like, oh darling, you sound like when I was in Cancun in my early 20s. <laughs> I'd be like, you racist bitch. Hold <laughs> on. Cancun, my early 20s. I remember the, the waiter, his name was Jose. And you sound just like him, darling. Jesus it's so uh, to this day. Jesus Christ, dude. Fucking nine years ago, I was eighteen. I'm twenty-seven now. I could still remember that fucking compliment. That's the last time I actually got a compliment that stuck with me. Because men don't get complimented enough. They don't get words of affirmation. It's, it's so kind of like light shit. It's kind of like, oh, you look nice, or oh, you're cute. Like it's very light. It's not like praising. But women get this all the fucking time. Even a woman that I dated, they don't even recognize it. Have to no, they. That's how used to it they are. I was out on a date with a woman. I talked about it in my earlier podcast. She's traditionally Roman Catholic. Her parents are Roman Catholic. Um, she goes to church, all that shit. And I remember we went out to uh, an arcade. We didn't even get to a barcade. We didn't even get to play games because we just ended up talking to each other for like 30 40 yeah. no for like an hour and a half then that arcade uh, the barcade closed down so, uh, not closed down but it was shut yeah was they were going closing to close. 
and then we went to Bar Louie. We went there. I've yet to be there. Oh, it's 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 all right in Arlington Highlands. Oh, okay. so we were there for like another hour and a half. Had four drinks, two me, two her. Then I saw that she was a little bit inebriated because she was drunk. I guess she doesn't drink that often. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like yeehaw, cowboy town type motherfucking drink. And so I'm like, all right, let's go eat a little bit more at IHOP. She's like, all right, so we eat at IHOP. And I pretty much talked to her. She's asking me about what girls I'm into. I'm telling her, I'm like, well, girls that are submissive to me, they're only submissive to me, pretty much saying the same shit. Um, and I'll say a little bit more before you get to your uh, point about the quality women that you're looking for today. In her phone, Facebook dating, I met through Facebook dating. She had 35 matches and compliments and likes. Said no dude ever. And she's like a five, right? I, I told I you I spent a lot of time. Damn, I'd hate to see a tens. Yeah, no shit. I spent a lot of time dating women that were less attractive than me. And I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm not saying this to be narcissistic or to be pretentious or glib or anything like that. But I'm, we're not ugly motherfuckers. We're good-looking dudes, and we have good I'm not going to say I'm a 10, but I think I'm like a solid 8. Like, yeah, you like, catch me, like, cleaned up and stuff, yeah. like a solid 8. I mean, obviously, you're in the blue-collar work, so a woman actually will find you more attractive. You come home from work, you're all dirty. I don't know you, what it is you about... You ain't see me when I got off work. I look like hammered shit. <laughs> hammered shit, but you could go by, and women be like, oh, like, this guy's a This guy works hard. Boy. Yeah. And Sometimes. Women, <laughs> women get wet in their panties when they see that. But they see a guy like me, I work a you know, corporate uh, white-collar job, you know, pretty much this. I'm literally just in an Oxford and some shorts. I have a fucking a blazer. You know, I know how to dress up. I would prefer to dress like that. Yeah, honestly. and so going back into that, she actually cut off her Facebook dating. And she oh, just shit. and and then she actually shared her location for the next three weeks that we're dating. Like she was some – I told her X, Y, Z. I know you have guys in your phone. I always say this. Any girl that I date, any girl that I'm with – dating or having or I'm sleeping with mm-hmm. and I only sleep with very few women I want to make that very clear if she wakes up in my bed that bitch is making coffee in the morning or she's yeah. making me breakfast you can't fuck up coffee I have, four, I have a Keurig I have a French press I have yeah, an espresso I have an Italian pour over shit about making coffee Hold I can't fuck but it up. she's making coffee in the morning if I give her my good dick she's making coffee in the morning I don't care what it is and they'll say yes daddy or yes poppy or yes master yeah. yes sir after you give them the good dick you know you can Tell them, hey, this is what I want. They'll do it. But going into that, it's I every even the girl that I'm dating now. I know you have guys in your inbox. I know you have guys hitting you up. I know you have guys. That's it's your god. It's your job to shut that shit down. Yep. So absolutely, you already dealt with this baby mama drama. Yep. You already dealt with getting divorced. Yep. What is it now that has changed your perspective and your perception of women? Mm-hmm. Of this is what. I need. So, so no, this is not what you need. This is what I desire what in a woman. I, yeah, I want so, to. I desire in a woman. You so, don't need a woman, yeah. but what I desire, what qualities I desire in a woman. Yeah. So it's it's kind of funny because I talked to one of my girlfriends the other day. This is a girl I used to uh, pursue dating, and unfortunately, I got back with my ex, and it was a you know it was a weird spot, and I didn't know how to explain it to her. But I talked to her the other day, and it was a good conversation. I was like, hey, you know. This is what happened. This is what I'm looking for. But why does this keep happening? Like, I want to know from a woman's perspective. And she's like, well, most of your exes been like that. I was like, no, I've had good exes, like where they were stable, had their shit together. It just somehow I fucked it up somewhere. Like, I didn't treat them the same as these chicks that are not together, that are bums or something. And she's like, your body registers that that's what you're comfortable with. And when you got somebody that's kind of got their stuff together, you don't know what to do. And I was like, she called you out on it. And I was, well, she's assuming that's what's going on. Like from her perspective. And I was like, 
you know, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, that makes sense because I like doing it for people. And, like, I don't want to date, like, these bummy bitches. Like, I don't, dude. Like, it, it's it's totally on the bite. Like, there's a gratification out of doing and helping them. But at the same time, a bummy bitch is a bummy bitch, dude. Like, they're going to go back to the roots, either be gold digging or hoeing. And my ex-baby mama was doing both. And, and, and I know what it is. It was the drive for attention. That's what it uh, came down to. Because she's big on attention. And, like, I would give her attention. Uh, but I would come Search home. for validation. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, and I would come home and shower, try to relax. Like, it'd be my off day, so I'd stay up. I wouldn't go to bed. Yeah. And so I'd sit on the couch with her. We'd be watching TV. And she's like, you didn't even kiss me yet. And it's been an hour. I'm like, I'm just trying to wind down. Like, I'm, my job, you got to wear earplugs. you got to wear safety glasses. I mean, i got to think about getting hurt every day. Yeah. I mean, if I put my hand wrong in one of these machines, it'll take my whole hand off. I've seen pictures of this shit. It's brutal. Like, right before I got there, a guy got caught on a dead plate, which is like a flat metal plate going across the conveying, so they slide over. And he was cleaning up there, leaned over, got his arm caught, ripped all his skin off. Like, like bicep down to the wrist. You probably need to do a skin graft. Oh, if uh, anything. Absolutely. There was a guy that got yanked into a machine because someone turned the, uh, like, siren off for when you kick it on for, like, a safety measure. Because he was working on it, and he got sucked into the machine. Like, they had to take it apart to get him out. Like, it was like these big, it was like a grinder, in a sense, but it's called a uh, bellback. It spins the can around, makes the neck on it, and he got sucked into it. And, they had to take and that's the risk women don't understand. Even mm-hmm. feminist women who say, oh, why isn't there women wanting to do these industrial or uh, very heavy duty uh, jobs? It's like it's not. Because the thing is, is that if you put the average woman, let's say she's 115 to 165 pounds. I mean, unless she's 200 pounds, that's a big woman. as Any woman. Yeah. And let's just say that that woman is functional. Like for us, you fucking throw us in the dirt. We're going to grind. We're mm-hmm. going to break our backs. Find whatever. Women aren't designed for that. Well, it's like it You know what I mean? Be. And, and P-Feminists p- could get mad at me. This is not being misogynistic or anything. No, it's just factual. It's factual. It's You don't want to do that 12, Majority 14 hours a day. Yeah. Well, it's like a girl I know or I know of her, per se. Um, her name's Brittany. She's, got, she's a mechanic. She started her own shop and everything. And, like, that is a blue-collar woman at her finest. Like, you don't see that often. Now, there are women that are mechanics. Is she I, butch or is she straight? No, no, she's straight girl. Okay, yeah. yeah you know, That's the exception she, to the rule. Yeah, like, no, well, I worked with a butch girl who worked at Nissan with me. Very sweet girl, very hardworking. But, um, as you said, there's ten guys there, there's and there's an, that one girl. There's an exception. Yeah. Yeah, and it's rare. Like, I know a girl that works at Mercedes. She's a mechanic. She's real dolled up, real pretty girl, does her nails and stuff, but she works on cars. Yeah. And I wouldn't imagine that, honestly. But it's like in my job, like, so you got the front end, back end, palletizer. Uh, the back end is like our decorator people where they make the label for the can because we don't fill them, we make the cans. So we make them for the customer. Like if it's Coke, they make Coke and they mix the colors right and all that. There's not a lot of heavy lifting, but it's a high stress job still. There's women that work back there. My section, there's a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, a tool pack on like our 12 ounce cans on that line when I was working on it before I got moved, that tool pack, we weighed 110 pounds. And you got to put a handle on it that fits just one hand. So not a lot of women can do that. There's women that can. They ain't going to do the shit we do. Yeah. They're probably doing something better <laughs> or something else. Like they probably work at a gym. And when I you take know. out like the, the man's physical capacity to lift heavy stuff, a woman who's even 165 pounds and she lifts, well, shit. I know a woman who's 165 pounds. She does CrossFit. The most she can bench press is like 
155, yeah. and then the most you could deadlift is like 225. Well, it's not. It's you know what I mean. It's well, like I work with a lot of older women too, and you can look at it like this. Let's let's take the physicality out of the aspect, like heavy lifting. Most women aren't going to be comfortable saying, "Hey, I don't mind working 16 hours consistently." Like I work 12 hours consistently, but like when I worked at Cormart, there was girls working the pick line, which you're just scanning and grabbing stuff. There was not there was not a single woman ever I seen work full case. Yeah, where you're picking up heavy shit, you're there for 16, 17 hours till you finish. You know, even like like the time of the job. Like I know nurses that work long shifts. When I lost my job and I was working at FedEx, very few women were lifting the heavy packages. They were just scanning. Shit. I knew forklift drivers, like yeah. cherry pickers and stuff. Yeah, very few women. There was probably like three that I could think of, and there was this one girl. She she's actually she was actually a mom, and um, nope, she just scanned shit. She just kind of yep. like laid things on for me, and I had to do all the heavy lifting. I was like. Yeah, she was like. I'm thinking to myself. She was like a selector. And I'm just like, oh fuck! I'm like, I have to fucking work the shit. I'm like, give me another dude. And I'm like, go go with some team that's like three, four guys. Just give me another dude. I'm yeah, like, I you're can't like, do this. Is shit. I'm like, because my thing is, is that if you're gonna work, you work. And and I've been in positions where they treat me like shit, but they let the girl do all the pretty shit, and I have to do all the heavy lifting, and they give credit to the fucking girl. And I'm like, no, fucking not. Well, I think that's the problem with today's society, too, is, like, everybody's first first chant is equal rights, okay? Equal rights. I'm I'm all for equal rights. Equal pay, equal opportunity. I don't give a fuck who you are. If you can do it, do it. But here's the problem I have. There is not equal rights because at the end of the day, and I'm big on, like, military and the police and stuff, so I keep on keep on track with that was stuff. Was your uh, stepdad in the military? Uh, my uncle is, uncle and is. my grandpa was. I just always love the military. Yeah, I don't know why I've always loved like. It. If I see a veteran there, I will do my best to open the door and buy him a beer. I'll shake at their least. hand. It's the least I could do. Yeah, I'll shake their hand and tell you thank you for your service. You know, I, I love the military. Like people may not agree like what we do, and that's fine. But I still respect the military highly. You know, and same with police officers. Like not all police officers are perfect. Not all of them are good, but I still respect them. Yeah, but uh, it's kind of like these videos. I keep up with the police, and there there was a recent one I saw. They were at a wedding arresting people because they were fighting. Well, there was a woman who kept kicking the cop in the nuts from behind. And then uh, one tried to grab his gun. He just threw her down. Everybody's like, he knocked her out. Like no, that. I'm like. No, here's the thing. Equal rights, equal fights. Yeah, equal I'm a rights, firm believer that. Yeah. Like, and in Texas, it's absolutely true. And I'm not, yeah. and I'm, I'm not telling. And I'm, just, I'm not condoning. Putting I'm your not hands condoning on putting hands on a woman. But I, but I, there's gonna be like for one of you feminist women, and unfortunately, it's pre predominantly liberal because no fucking conservative woman I've ever seen as if actually. If you do, it's rare. Yeah, very fucking rare, and it's probably a Karen that fucking deserves it. <laughs> in my opinion, of course. But there's gonna be one point, one of you fucking Karens or liberal pussies that. You're going to put hands on a man, and he's going to be That's like, in be Texas, you're going to get your shit rocked. And I'm telling you. Well, see, even with the equal rights, equal fights statement that I make, I still draw a line. That's the thing. Is unless I'm trying to leave the scenario and I'm being assaulted like fist in the face, I'm, I'm, that's the only time I'm putting my hands on you. The only time outside of that is if I'm getting like jumped or... If my life depends on it. Like, if you come at me with a knife, I don't care what age, gender, who you are. I'm going to make sure I go to bed that night. I might go to jail for the next couple of nights till they investigate it, but I'm going to make sure I go to bed. You know, it, it shouldn't... And, and that's the thing, is women get comfortable with it. It's scary how comfortable... Like, not all women, but, like, just these pretentious fucking women that are like, I'm a woman, you can't touch me, but you're going to sit there and punch the guy in the face. Yeah. Punch him in the nuts, you know all this stuff, and you're and you're gonna expect this guy not to do nothing. 
be glad he only hit you because there's dudes out there that would kill you. There like, was, there are some nasty motherfuckers out there yeah. that will fuck your there, shit There was up. this one situation where I had actually just uh, uploaded. Uh, this is in Great House Consulting, my old business. Um, I had released my first book, Who the Fuck Am I? A Perfectly Imperfect Guide to Discover Your Purses, Scale Your Potential. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one of my friends there from, from our writing group, he left, right? I didn't know. And I had my backpack on. It's like 10 o'clock at night. We're at this place, Kung Fu Saloon on West 7th. And I put my backpack on, and I guess my backpack hit this girl, right? Mm-hmm. This uh, black girl, no less. And this black girl, I could tell she was bougie. She had – she was – Black, uh, like colored contacts. She had the yellow oh, braided she was hair, like, like an alt girl, bougie. No, 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 a black girl, Sounds yellow good. braids, right? Like she had, she dyed her hair yellow, blonde. Oh, highlights. Light skin, yeah. the fucking long ass fucking things. Oh, and yeah. I guess when I was putting like my that. backpack on, she thought that I grabbed her ass. She oh, was like, shit. "You grabbed my ass," and I wear earrings, right? She got my ear, and she was about to rip it off oh, my earlobe. And I, hold up, hold up, hold up. So I'm literally unhooking it while she has my ear, and I have this one woman and this fucking six foot two black dude, right? I don't know where my friends are. Yeah. And my friend who was with, I guess he took off when I went to the bathroom. I came back. He got an Uber. He actually told me like he got an Uber and he left. And so <laughs> I'm left here, and I'm outside in Kung Fu Saloon. It's kind of like an L shaped bar. And this bitch yanks it. Thank God I had already unhooked it, but she yeah. kind of clipped that me would with do some the damage. things. Yeah, so I was bleeding from my ear, and I push her across. And in Kung Fu Saloon, they have these graded uh, round tables. I push her, and the the black lady, like, or the, the light skin and the dark skin, I push her. She falls over, so she's on the other side of the table with this other short black dude. And this other black lady, she's like... Uh, trying to pick her up, and this big six foot two motherfucker grabs me on my arm, and I'm like, oh shit. You're like, fuck. I did some Aikido, because, you know, what people fail to realize, I don't only do jujitsu, but I'm also a, a point sparring world champion in Taekwondo. So I know how to fight, right? And I did about a summer in Yoshikai, Kyokushin karate. So I know, like, nitty gritty body blows types of shit. Yeah, that took five years of karate. I hooked his shoulder, and I slammed his jaw. Right here on the corner of the table, bah, falls, right? And I tell the bodyguard on the other side of the fucking outside backyard, yeah. he's got a gun, he's got a gun. Oh, and you know how they have cops in Kung Fu <laughs> yeah. Saloon. Yeah, they have them right at the door. Bouncers just come to this guy, everybody disperses. I didn't know if he had a gun, but you I have to think about you're myself. You're like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I, I run out the back, because if you run out of the back of Kung Fu Saloon. Yeah, like the outdoor area. It, you could see the uh, the apartment. So then I'm yes. on the actual West 7th Street, and I could hear cops patrolling the area. So I'm just there, fucking buttoning up my denim jacket. Like, you know, I, I'm I bleeding go. from my ears, so I'm making sure that, like, you know, I'm trying like, to clean my, my ear. Is my ear attached? Yeah. And I walk half a mile to get to my car, God, and then man. I leave. And that was one of those scariest moments because nobody was there, and I had to defend myself. But I thought, how do I get out of this situation? If you're going to get in a bar fight, don't stay there. So no, I don't know what the fuck happened to them. immediately leave. Yeah, immediately leave. And yeah, I run out the back. out to gloat. You know, and find whatever, and I come home, and I'm like, fuck, that was one of the most craziest situations I've ever been in. But it happens. So if you fucking put mm-hmm. your hands on me, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. Um, you got to defend so, yourself. You know? Yeah. It's, it, it's kind of like if... So you're better than me because you defend yourself accordingly. If it was me in that situation, I'd one be trying to talk to them, which would not do me any justice. I tried talking to them, yeah, and she and, was and like, do she justice. was dead centered. If I was I, in that situation, I'd just shove. She her was like dead you centered did. that I grabbed her ass, and I said, "You're not even my type." Oh yeah, I did. 
<laughs> I'm Man, telling this black woman you're not even my type. You're like, I don't even like black ladies. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I don't know what you want me to do, and I guess that probably escalated it. Or whatever. Oh yeah, absolutely. And this motherfucker is just pressing me, and I'm well, like, I'd have shoved her too. Like, I give you props yeah. on that. I would have too, because you know these aren't very easy to get off. Mine aren't at least. They're not worn in that well. And if she'd have yanked mine, she'd have yanked my lobe off yeah. with it, and I'd just been like, off. Yeah. Because I'm not. Because you and me both, we would love to just realign that jaw. We'd love to, but at the end of the day. You can't say, oh, well, she yanked my ear. Oh, so you could punch her in the mouth? And people... Well, well if I was a dude yanking on her ear, and she punches me in my mouth... And people say, you know, you know, don't hit a woman, but that was one of the exceptions to the rules because I'm by myself and nobody's mm-hmm. around. But also goes into the fact where it's like, if it's a guy who touched me, I'm going to fuck you up. And I, I mean, I say this. I'm 5'10", about 245 pounds. I'm a big dude, but I'm not a big dude. But I have fucked up ears. You can even see mm-hmm. that shit. Everybody tries to fuck with me like that. Yeah. And I'm like... And he knows me. I'm not a bitch. Like, I'll fuck oh, your shit up. And so it's one of those things where it's like I'll you, try to de-escalate you, you put, it, but. You, yeah, and I try to de-escalate it, and that's the thing I know how to fight. But this she, this girl was fucking dead centered, and this guy was like pressing me and stuff like that. I just fucked this shit. I I wouldn't doubt it if I had I dislocated or shattered his jaw. That's but the that's the problem with me. With I'm... that being said, because those are bougie ratchet women. Oh yeah. What are you looking for now? And after being with your ex baby mama, I know she does. It's her, her. Your intimate life is no reflect. She. It doesn't matter because you don't have to tell yeah. her shit. Yeah, you're no longer. I'm not obligated. Her. What are you looking for now? And so, how is that so prevailed to reiterate you? on it, it's like I'm looking. I'm not necessarily looking for an independent individual, and income's not a factor by no means. But when you have a good job and you have drive and aspiration and you've done that work or you want to continue to do that work like to be better like i have it says a lot about your character if you're just like working at mcdonald's and you're like yeah i'm fine there's no drive there's no like aspiration to be better like i make good money now i still want to make more money if i if i and if i date a physician student or attorney student or any kind of student now, it's like, I get it. She's mm-hmm. broke. I've been there. Yeah. I've been as a broke college student. Yeah, you're in college. But I have a career, and it. so it's like, I'll pay for everything. Yeah. But it's like, if I, if I meet an attorney and I say this, and, I, and some people disagree with this, the way I set up my game and my frame now is whenever I invite a girl out, majority of the time, it's always at like 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. They never really eat. But I'm not there giving them a free meal because I, I actually had that to me one time where a girl tried to do that, and I think I took her out to Cheesecake Factory. She didn't even – she was on her phone. She was on the phone. Of the time. Fucking Maurice called us right now. We'll get back to him. Yeah, we'll get back to him. So, so she's on her phone. And I'm trying to. She's not engaging anything. Yeah, sure, cool, fine, whatever. It's very uninterested. I picked her up at her apartment complex. Oh, that's nice. So she was. I was her ride home. Oh. So, I went to the waiter. I took him like ten dollars. It was like twenty dollars for my meal. I'm like, hey. And it was a guy. It was like, like, this dude, is a date gone wrong. This honey. is a date gone wrong. Um, she, Give me a solid. I'm like, I'm doing you solid. I don't care how she pays. That's on her. But, you know, she's uh, she's not getting a free mail out of me. I said I was going to the dab bathroom. She up, messages yeah. me. He's like, no, nah, bro, I appreciate like, that. Fuck up, that bitch. <laughs> and See, so bros, no, 40, 45 minutes later, she texts me. Are you still in the bathroom? I'm like, no, sweetheart, I'm at home. She's like, but you're my ride home. And I'm like, how am I well, going to pay for my meal? Hold up. How are you going to pay for my meal? I don't have my card on me. I'm like, I, pay I for don't mine. know. It's okay. Never talk to her again. I will leave a bitch there. I've done and that. And that's not because, and I am a gentleman, but when you disrespect me to that point, then I'm you don't have to. So, so the thing with that is, is like, okay, cool. We like, let's say this is the first day we first meet each other, but we've been talking over the phone. You don't have to be per se interested in me, but at least be interested in engaging. 
in that time of yeah, frame. Yeah, like you could tell me after day after I paid, hey, you know, I enjoyed the date. I just, I'm, I, you know, I'm not that interested in you. You know, I think you're cool, but, you know, I just don't see it, you know, being serious. That's fine. You know, I respect that. But if you sit there and da 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 da, I promise you, I will pay my end of the meal like you did, tip the waiter well, and be like, hey, man, like, just so you know, her portion's still on the table. Yeah. And I'd leave. They always I don't agree. care if I get Mariah or not. Here, here's the thing is, like, I, uh, when me, before my ex got pregnant, we were going to 7th, and uh, we were at, uh, what's the bar with the pool? Whiskey Amer- Gardens? American Garden. American Garden. No, 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 Whiskey Garden. Whiskey yeah, Garden. Right. So she, she was pretty messed up, and I, I've been drinking that night, and I was pretty messed up at this point. Well, she met up with some of her friends that were girls, and I was like, okay, cool. She tried well, to put shit on your table. No, 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 no. So I sat down at a booth, and they were over by the pool talking. I was like, okay, cool. This random chick leans over her booth to me. Hey, I'm trying to hide from my friends. Can I sit over here? And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Just sit over there. Just don't be near me. And that's I didn't even get her name or nothing. I didn't care because like I focus on who I'm dating. I don't bullshit. Yeah, and so she saw that interaction. It's funny you have that thing. Is like it's funny because every girl that I date, I naturally have an, a natural attraction to women. Mm-hmm. So women will come up to me, and then they'll like assert their dominance. See, I don't when really... I'm single. I do when I'm in a relationship. Yeah, no, but it's but you know this. I could be out at any bar. Women will just come up to us, and it's funny, like single or not. I don't know what it is. Oh about yeah, we'll my... just start chit chat. Yeah, but um, uh, she saw that, and she she stormed off. She was pissed. I could just see, and I, I asked her friends. I was like, Hey, why is she mad? She's like, I don't know. I was like, Can you go in the bathroom and check? She comes back out, stonewall, doesn't even look at me, doesn't say nothing. I'm like, okay, fuck this. I sat outside, at the table's outside, like outside the bar. And uh, I told her, I was like, hey, I'm going to go wait in the car. So I go wait in the car, and 30 more minutes goes by. I text her, I was like, hey, get, get a ride with one of your friends. Like, I don't want to argue tonight. Like, I didn't do nothing wrong. If you want to discuss, we can discuss, but you're busy having mm-hmm. fun. Get a ride with your friends. So I'm already driving. There's traffic in the parking garage. You know this. And... Uh, she walks up to my door. My car is obviously locked because I've been driving. And she's like yanking on the door. She is soaking wet from head down. She's got like a one-piece like one romper dress on soaking wet. And I'm like, fuck this. And so I roll, I crack the window. And I'm like, what? She's like, you're a fucking piece of shit. You're an asshole. I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this. I rolled that bitch up. She managed to like unlock the door in that time frame because it was just big enough for her arm to fit. Rips the fucking door open. And I'm like, oh, Hell no, I grabbed it, shut it, locked it, and she just starts banging on my window. And this is when I had an old car. Bunch of dudes and their girlfriends came by. They thought, like, a domestic dispute was going on. So they start hitting on my car. I'm like, fuck this, I don't want my car damaged. So I let her in. She's cussing me, calling me everything in the world. And I'm just like, don't argue, don't argue. I get uh, I get out of 7th, and I'm fixing to turn down whatever that main road is to take you to 35. And uh, over by the zoo and stuff. Or not the zoo, but the botanical gardens. Yeah. And so I'm just, like, full of it already. I'm like, fuck this. Like, we start arguing bad. Well, a cop pulled me over. And, I mean, I'm fucked up. This is the one time I should have got pulled over and arrested. I'm telling you firsthand, I you can't make up a better lucky story. You weren't as fucked up as you were at... Oh, no, no. no. But this you were fucked this up. This is when I was drinking regularly. Yeah. But I knew I was fucked up. Like, I, like my tolerance was so high, I could be fucked up and not know it. But yeah. I was... My tolerance was so high that I was fucked up and knew it. So you can imagine how much I've been drinking. And she was fucking gone. But she's got, like, dab in her purse. And I'm like, fuck, she could pin that on me. Well, the cop pulls me over. He's like, well, we heard there was a domestic dispute going on. Because those, they, those they, people called. License yeah, those and... people called and did my license plate. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, well, no, we're just arguing. We're having a bad night. We just I told them straight up. I was like, we just left 7th. 
you know, I'm taking her home. She jumped in the pool and I told her not to. Yeah, they asked her why. So he takes me around to the back of his car. And we're talking. I'm, I was fixing to lean on the bumper. And I was like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Because it's going to look obvious that you're drunk. And this guy, I've never seen a cop so mad, like, to me. And I could tell he knew I was fucked up. And I'm like, God, I'm, I'm going to jail. You're going to jail. I yeah. fucked up. Like, I fucked up bad. And uh, he detained me, put me in the back of his car. And I'm like, fuck, I'm going home. But I look over. She's talking to a female cop. Um, and I'm like, what is going oh, on? Well, her makeup's running because yeah. she wore like fake eyelashes and uh, mascara. And I was like, he comes back after about 20 minutes of just her talking. And he's like, make sure she gets home safe. I was like, we'll do, sir. I get in the car and I just break down. Because, like, I have a high standard for myself. Like, I know better. That would have been, dude, like, I broke that would have been the next seven years of dude, fucked up oh, shit. Oh, dude, I broke down so hard because, like, I have such a high standard because I look up to my dad and that's who I want to model myself after. And I'm just like, man, I almost ruined my fucking life. Like, getting a DUI is not that bad. It's a misdemeanor, but it follows you for so long and it's misjudged with a lot of people. And I'm just sitting there like, fuck. And, like, I should have went to jail that day. I don't know how they didn't. But she tells By me. By the grace of God, I'll and, say and, this. And, and I'll give her props on this because she didn't, she's not spiteful. And that day she was not spiteful because the female cop was like, well, you got black all over your arm. Like, is he beating you? Like, if he's hitting you, you say the word. We'll take him to jail right now. She told me this. This is what they were discussing. And she's like, no, it's my makeup running, this and that. And I'm just sitting there like, man, I like, I support cops. But God, like, that's fucked, dude. Yeah. Like, all you had to do is take that word. Like, not even discuss it. Just take that word and I'm in jail. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I remember I have video of this. I have a video of her beat the fuck up. Like, bad bloody lip red cheek like red mark on the neck so what happened was she went to drop off her daughters at her ex-baby daddy's one early morning it was like four in the morning mm -hmm. and she was coming back and he beat the shit out of her because she was like well f you i'm going back to jacob uh i'm not sleeping with you because he was trying to sleep with her and he beat the shit out of her she called me in the middle of it and i was just like freaking like, I was like, I'm calling fucking cops. And she's like, no, 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 don't do that. I'm like, why the fuck not? Yeah. Like, are you fucking insane? Like, if that had been me, I hope someone would call the cops on me. Like, I was ready to go kill this guy. Yeah. Like, I was, I had, I had my gun with me. I was ready to shoot this motherfucker. And you're within your right to do so. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, I still, Off the record. I, I, I still have, yeah, the hearsay. Uh, I, I still have the video, and I mean, she was. And I'm sitting there like, but when I kicked her out, I had the cops called on me because I was kicking her out. And so even you guys hearing that, the, the way I set my frame is, and I always look at the, like the first two dates. Like if a woman sleeps with me on the first date, that's not a woman. Like don't get me wrong. It's a really fun it's, thing. It's not a classy woman. But it's not classy. Um, unless I can get all the really good indicators. It's probably not a respectful. Uh, yeah, respect unless I get really good indicators that I just escalated things the right way and she fell into my frame. Everything just went perfect. Perfect, right? <laughs> That's fine, right? And, you know, she has very good morals, very good values. Yep. She believes in a faith or whatever the case may be. Yep. And so, I and this is, uh, this is me as we wrap things up. The way I set my frame now is... Because I didn't date a woman for like a year and a half after that shit happened. I lost my job. We're going to FedEx. I, I, I'm literally with – not you're not a bum. But I'm with bums who their entire life is work at FedEx. Yep. And they There's do no overtime. Yeah, and they're just like, I'm comfortable doing this. I know a dude who got like a 2007 Nissan with an $800 um, car note. 
Jesus right. Christ. And his dude's from Africa. So, that's insane. And he's sending money back to Africa. So that's it's like, that's, that's, it's, it's really insane. So uh, the reason why I was only there for a short stint, but the women that I set my frame, I'm looking at their qualities. Do they value their vanity? Do they yep. value their chastity? Do they have a faith? If they don't have a faith in what, what is it they do? Do they follow? What are their morals? If a woman's straight or bi or bi curious, that's fine with me. I don't care. If a woman smokes weed, I have to figure out how much she smokes weed. I also have to figure out if she's the type of woman who will suck a guy's dick just to get her fucking fix. Oh, yeah. But you know, with the last girl that I dated, Amber, she bought her own shit. All right, fine, whatever. I don't yeah. care. What do people who get high do? Absolutely nothing. Most of the time, they're Question. anxious or they're just trying to chill out or they're just trying to eat. That's fine, whatever. I don't care. But the qualities I look for in a woman is what is her career? What is her ambition? What does she strive for? Does she want kids? I've always said this, and this is particularly me. I'll date a woman and then she'll say, she'll always say something about like, so what's your thought on kids? I'm like, oh, I want like four or five or however many I can have. They're like, well, I'm on birth control and uh, I'm not really too sure about kids. I'm like, oh, that's that's fine. Don't worry about that. We'll yeah, bring to, another. To we'll bring another. We'll bring another woman into we'll the bring mix. A surrogate. We'll bring another woman into the mix. You be my side chick. She'll be my main chick because she's the mother of my children. And they'll just look at me and I look at them dead in the eye, and I'm like, yep. I'm like, fuck that. I want kids. You know, you could be on birth control all you want. That's fine. And then they start re like because then they have to share me. We we could always uh, reiterate how you are with women when they fucking say some dumb shit about uh, Ice House. You remember that the tall girl? Oh yeah, so dude. That dude that threw me for a loop because she like stormed off. And I'm like, she stormed off. I was like, so I was like, what did you say? So honey? I'm so I'm a perfect gentleman. So we're at this uh, uh, we're yeah. at this bar. Upstanding citizen. I'm an upstanding citizen. I pay my taxes. I'm at this bar, and uh, Maurice, he knew friends from there. It was his – everybody who, who were Some there college with – college buddies. College buddies. He knew all them. They're engineers, shit like that. And then two girls sit with them. And that girl that's They were very off, attractive women, Yeah, too. very they attractive. They were tall, attractive. I was like, I was game. I was, I'm like, let five, me, ten. I was like, let me wingman for you, shit. I'm 5'10". They're about like 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, so when they wear heels or boots, they're literally They're like, taller than me. They're, they're taller than you, but they're at my height. <laughs> And I remember, like, one of the girls started talking shit about Maurice. And I'm like, no oh, shit. hell no. She's like, well, I'm like, so I'm dancing with her. I'm like, like so you, what bitch. kind of men are you looking for? And I'm like, he has to be 6'2". <laughs> and this bitch is probably about 185 pounds because she's thick. She's not fat. She no, doesn't have a gut. But she's thick. Yeah. Like, you can tell her thick hips. Thighs, she had, yeah, thick you know, thighs, thick like ass. I'm like, oh, sweetheart, I could tell you. Um, every girl that I've dated, if you want a guy who's 6'2", you're too heavy for me. So you have to lose some weight. I just said that right. You don't talk <laughs> shit behind my friend's back yeah, no and shit. think I'm not going to tell you shit. She literally storms off and goes on the other side. And then um, fucking – what was that Mexican dude's name? Um, that Mexican dude, uh, the, the guy who like looked real chunty. Oh, oh. Uh, I think that wasn't Austin, was it? No, no Austin was a guy on yeah, the other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't believe I know his name. But I know who you're talking about. Well, whatever his name so he, is. We'll call him Juan. I don't yeah. know what the fuck his name was. I told him what happened, and he started cracking the fuck up. He's like, bro, what the And fuck? she wasn't even old enough to drink. She was 20 years old. I'm like, oh, go fuck. Really? Yeah, she wasn't even old enough to drink, so fuck what that bitch. She made the excuse that she lost her phone so she could talk to Ruben. So she that, that bitch was I like. I told that other bitch when she started talking shit about Ruben, I'd been like, you ought to ask him for like what one of his paychecks look like. So that, yo, that no, bitch. I know, right? Everything that, that'll piss a bitch off. And then so she, so. That girl's talking to Ruben and she's looking for her phone because she lost it. She left it in the fucking bathroom. So she's talking with it for 20 minutes. I'm like, fuck that bitch. Fuck the phone. I don't give a fuck. Oh, dude, she was pissed. She, she literally fucking stormed off to the table across from me. Yeah. And then just sat there just... And I was like, man, this moody bitch. So <laughs> so, so as we wrap things up, and, and I, I know we've uh, 
It's going to be a re- I, I love the fact that you're doing this podcast with me. Thank I you. Love I'm doing, like, I, I love, love doing stuff. I know, like I know, I know. And so we, we actually be postponing this for about a month and a half now. So we yeah. finally got it. So some of the things that for you guys, our listeners, the things that you need to look for in a woman, what is her faith? What are her morals? Does she value her family? Um, is there toxicity? Those are the red green flags to look for but the red flag is is that if she starts trying to push back your boundaries or if you start trying to push back your boundaries for her don't fucking do it you are a man your boundaries are absolute if your boundaries are absolute and you don't break it she's gonna respect you more you could give me love all day you want i want respect and then when you go into the fact that if she starts calling you a fucking asshole or a dickhead or whatever you're gonna have to realize do i want to come home you said 12, 14, 16 hours. You come home, you didn't give her a kiss. All right, yes, you know, don't get me wrong. I try to make it a custom thing where give her a kiss on the cheek, kiss on the forehead. But if you're working 12, 14, 16 hours, the last thing I want to do is to deal with bullshit. I don't have the energy physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. I I almost lost my hand, let's say today, and you don't know anything about it. You're not supposed to know what's going on at work. Yeah, that's my my worry, not yours. So as I said this, if you come home, and she can give you 10 minutes of peace. Peace of mind. Not pussy. Not 10 minutes of pussy yeah. or a blowjob or hand. It don't even have to be that. You sit down and Relax. you watch it. What kind of TV do you have? How big is it? It's a 75 inch. 75 inch. Samsung, I believe. And you're watching whatever bullshit fucking drama because she's a housewife. Yeah. You sit down. She has 10 minutes of peace and you put your feet up. You know what? You know what? You don't, you don't want to be nagged. You know what she should be doing? Babe, are you hungry? Can I cook for you? She did that one time. One time. Hold up. One time. One time. Or, hey, babe, are you thirsty? Let me get you some water or beer. Nope. Hey, babe, do you want a back rub? Do you want a foot rub? No. Never but, heard that once, any of those. But those are the types of things, and I say this with every woman. Even though, if, even if she's listening to this right now, I don't care. Mm-hmm. If I come home and I sit there, I frame things in a type of way. I'm like, you know, I'd really enjoy a foot rub right now. And they'll rub my feet. Or I'm like, oh, I'd really like a back rub. Fuck that. If I'm paying for everything... If you're following my frame, and you know what I do, and this is just my opinion, my opinion yeah. alone, my, my game, I'll call her a good girl, and I reward her with good dick. <laughs> so then, if they want more dick, and they're like, they're, if she's... Like, you gotta do some shit. Yeah, if she, if she, it's not just like... You're it's not, not a handout. Yeah, it, nobody gets a free lunch, and these women know that. Yeah. So if I frame things in a particular type of way where I can train them, call it Pavlov's dog conditioning. It's a real thing. No, I've... I've, I've heard the phrase. Uh, behavioral conditioning. If I train them a type of way where it's like if they give me a back rub, a foot rub, they make me coffee, they make me breakfast in the morning. If I say this and I call her a good girl or I call her a bad girl, if I call her a bad girl, I'll spank her yeah. hard. Out of no, you know, like everybody, like, you know, like the playful shit. Playful shit. I will spank yeah, you're like her hard. Assertive with it. Assertive with it. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're being a naughty girl. Someone's, well, someone, someone wants to be on Santa's naughty list this year. Yeah. I kind of play it yeah. off that way, but they know exactly it's all consensual. And the thing is, yeah. is that when you train a girl or a woman to be type of way, they will follow that. And this is all consent. This is all cautious. This is all care. Yep. But women are open to you to being in your frame as a dominant and they will submit control. to you, but you can't push back. And you also have to re- like, you also have to realize if she's not mentally there, you can't she has to do that on her own so i've dated women i've been on dates where women they're like they're not there they complain about everything she's like oh you know it's long day at work and she's bitching complain i don't give a fuck like that's normal that's work shit well another thing to like tie in on that kind of close out on it is don't don't date someone where they dictate what you can and can't do and control what you do because that's where i messed up 
I tried to satisfy what made her happy by taking away what made me happy. Like, you know me. I'm big with my guy friends. Like, my bros, like, my ride or dies, like, I will do for those guys. I will be there. But when I was in that relationship, I couldn't. I, she, she'd be like, well, I don't want you hanging out with them one-on-one because they drink. And I'm like, okay, they drink on their off days or their weekends or their for an occasion. Like, big deal. It's not like they're getting DUIs every week. You know, I'm the same way. And so I couldn't see my friends. And like, but, but, but let's disregard we can see her friends who, two of them I've had to, or sorry, two of them have pulled the gun out in front of her and my son and pointed it at her. Keep that in mind. The second one, I was in the middle of that gun because that's just negligence. Well, that chooses who you hang out with. That's not negligence of guns. That's a fucking bum and a punk that you hang out with. It's kind of like he doesn't have the balls to actually. Yeah, well, he was drunk. The the guy I got in front of the gun. And any of our, if you say this, any of our friends that we have, we never like. If I get mad at Jacob, I'm not gonna pull out a gun. We'll duke it out. No. Tyler whether will. he lives or, or no, whether whether <laughs> whether whoever loses, we're gonna be like, I'll have a busted nose and he'll have a fucked up lip, black I'll, eye I'll somewhere. Probably, I'll probably be fucked up. And, and so we're there. We're, we have fucking ice pack meat on our head. Fifteen minutes later, like, you want a beer? You want a cigarette? Yeah, oh, yeah I'm here. Yeah. Like, but we're not vindictive like yeah, that. We're not so trying punks to kill like each that. Other. That's why we don't have punks in our gr- close friend group. Well, it's just toxic. You yeah. Know? You, you, my dad. I'm a firm believer of what my dad told me when I was younger. He's like. The people you hang out with shapes the person you are. You know, you hang out with bums, you hang out with losers, you hang out with drug users, you're going to become one. And I'm a firm believer of that because my ex is a spinning image of that. I did not care for her friends. I didn't think they were bad people. I just, they weren't good influences, especially around the kids. Like, they don't give a fuck. Like, they'll, get sit, they'll sit there and get hammered. I've never been drunk around those kids, ever. I refuse to. I never vape around them. I'd go to the other room, you know. I, and it's kind of like when, she, when we lived together. I told her, I was like, I don't want to argue in front of the girl. Or even my son, because they see that. With your, behind closed well, doors, they yeah. see it with your ex, and it's toxic. You know, if they don't need to worry about that, they're kids. They need to have fun. They need to grow up. They need to learn how to be respectful. This and that. You know, if we need to argue, we'll go to the other room. And I never once argued in front of them. I never once bashed their dad in front of them. As much as I would love to, it was behind closed doors. That's for them to judge and decide, not me. I never told them to call me dad. I respect, even though I hate his guts, I respect him as a father. That I'm not going to tell him, hey, you need to call me dad. Yeah. Now they've done it by accident, and like it made me happy, but I'm not gonna sit there and entice it. That's their choice, you know. And it, you know, like I said, you know, who you hang around shapes who you are. Yeah, I'm a firm, firm believer of that. So pick and choose wisely. Pick and choose wisely, guys. So absolutely. <clears throat> Jacob, I thank you very much for right, joining me on this pleasure, podcast. Man. Pleasure, man. I know. I, I know. Love we... I love doing stuff like this. And so, guys, whether you make. Less than hundred grand a year, you make more than hundred grand. The the quality women that you ch- the women of quality that you choose is really gonna reflect how you can actually spend your money and how you can live life. It's the difference between having a house and having a home. Well, it right, can, it can really shape you as a man. Too. And it can shape you. It, as it a man. can either break you or make you. Yeah, and and I'm a firm believer of that. And so moving forward uh, for you guys is be very picky about the type of women maybe she's a four maybe she's not the most attractive maybe she has fucked up teeth maybe something whatever right but if you feel that that woman's going to give you her all fine whatever but also put in because men and men are men men will cheat yep. can she live with that and if she's a high quality woman not by attraction physically but quality but by quality and she accepts that well then she's you don't worth have her weight in diamonds yes yeah, so easily Worth your wedding diamonds. So, guys, 
Thank you very much. Uh, do you have an Instagram or a Snapchat handle that you want people to uh, get yeah, you Yeah, I don't have a problem with it. My Instagram's universal underscore illusion with an A. Uh, Snapchat's XXX. Uh, Universal XXX. Your favorite Italian. Yeah. Well, that that's my handle on there, yeah, but my username. All right. So uh, for all the single ladies that he wants a quality man who's going to take care of you no matter what, no baby mama drama because he's got he's finally got that shit on lockdown. Definitely a man you want to check out. But until our next ep episode, stay tuned. Practice with caution. Practice with care. And take care. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. That was fun. <laughs>